and welcome to episode 445 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And he's as spicy as a pot noodle. It's Tony Esmond. Pot noodle spicy? You can get a spicy pot noodle. You can get a spicy one. Can you? Yeah. 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 They're not up to our... Like, do you no, remember no, that time no, we had a curry and I asked for a vindaloo make yeah. extra hot and yeah. the bloke just laughed at me? Do you remember? Yeah, that? and then, then yeah. you said, please don't hurt me or something like that. So, <laughs> then you're just going to pull my pants down now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he laughed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he threw out the meal you were dabbing at your forehead with a napkin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> dabbing at my arse later. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, it's going to be an interesting one this week. I, 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 the energy in this room, and yes, we're all in the same room, is... Yeah. Uh, is quite, I don't know. There's there's an energy, isn't there? We were lively, yeah. we? we were lively for. Uh, I don't know whether we've had a long weekend. Well, I mean, it's just been a long weekend. It's the first week of January. You know, yeah. we've made it through the first week. And happy New Year, guys! By the way, yeah, happy New Year. Yeah. yeah. Well, we said it last week because last week. I know, but we were recording yeah. before it, weren't yeah. we? Don't, you, don't, you would never be in the magic circle, would you? Yeah, reveal the secrets. <laughs> I've been in a magic circle, my friends. Right. Let me tell you that now. You'd be that geezer with a weird mask on, revealing all the, the tricks. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in a circle that looks something like Eyes Wide Shut. Is it a bit like that with masks on? Oh, Is that magic? God. Tell you what's magic if I make it through this show without putting my face in my palm. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't made it. No. Uh, but welcome to the second show of 2024. Um, this week, we, we've got a couple of topics. Um, we, ha- we had to do a bit of rescheduling just before and a couple of things that come up we've had to reschedule we've we've all had long weeks i've got a new if i sound a little bit different this week um i don't know how it's gonna sound actually splashed out on you a fancy arm i got a fancy arm for my mic so oh nice one so um i look like a radio dj (laughs) um so but it means i'm not leaning over like Gollum. oh that's great yeah yeah, so Hopefully it sounds very right. professional. Relax. Yeah, yeah. That's time we start being professional. So when I want to do that ASMR later in the show, it'll be. I don't easier. know what that means. What does that mean? Ass what to mouth. Mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> ass, ass to mouth ratio, isn't it? Never like. go ass to mouth. Oh, never, God. never go ass to mouth. You know my uh, unstoppable quench for knowledge. I'm going to have to find that out. Oh God! So Dan once again ruins his browser history while we no, ruin bad. or make. The beginning of your week, or whenever you listen to this. So, um, but tr- trust me, there's plenty of great comic books to check out this week. We've been, um, as always, there's some great books that we've got to talk about later, haven't we? Um, yeah. Dan's got autonomous a sensory me- meridian response. Yeah. Oh, nice. I've got a very sort of spiritual book to talk about as well, haven't I? Yeah. Looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it was something that um, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, listeners but uh, it changed tony on a spiritual and um, just legitimately yeah it did change physically due to it yeah so i think it's got to that time of the year the way everyone you know we're about to walk into like a dark winter aren't we Mm. you know we haven't got christmas to look forward to anything i think everyone needs a sort of spiritual lift yeah that's why i chose that book to talk about yeah to bring, bring us all up and of course, yeah. uh, brought me up, Dan. Spiritualism <laughs> is exactly why people come to this show. And uh, oh, no. segue on the way. <laughs> There's not a segue actually. Okay. I have no, I have no segues this week. Ah, do you? But, you don't write them down though. They just come naturally to they you. Do, don't they do. They do actually yeah. just like happen naturally. Um, unless I unless I think I'm really intelligent and plan, but I no, no, no I, I never do that. Um, but what I do plan to do. 
Oh no! Is have a great couple of hours of comics chats. Yeah, yeah. With, with my buddies. Well, we had half an hour, haven't we? I yeah. know. Yeah, where where we've got on all the poison out of the system. So by the time we hit record, we're in a really good mood. <laughs> Anthony was ranting, and at one point you went, and Dan was a bit, and you went, "Have you got it out of your system?" We went, "Yep, yeah, all good yeah, to go yeah, now." Yeah, so. d- d- so. it got to a point where Dan was just um, sat there and just shaking his head on the camera, like, mm, "No, no, no, no." no, no. <laughs> No, but we're in, we're in fine spirits this week, and we're certainly in fine fettle, fine fettle indeed. And we're going to be talking. Um, we've got a bit of comic store or comic shop. Actually, let's start with that. Okay, store or shop? What do you say? Shop. I say I say shop. Shops are UK yeah, thing. Store shop. store is a is a US going thing. to the store. American, yeah. it's never American. Yeah, going to have, the store. You don't, have, you don't have to say it like you got a bad taste in your mouth. Taste. I like and Americans. Bit... They're some of my favourite people in the world. Comic book store or comic comic store? What hey, nations uh, don't Dan, you like? Dan, are you like googling Vince? that to see which one's better? <laughs> no, no, because no. I'm just thinking I go to the comic book shop. It's not I don't go to yeah. the comic shop. But do you say it's an online shop or an online comic store? shop? I go to the comic shop and oh, I go to the shit, comic book a... shop. Yeah, but I go oh, shopping. No one ever goes storing, do they? No. Unless you've got a bunker. boys. S H O double P I N G. Let's go shopping. Yep. I don't know that song. I got no, it. neither do I. Just, just, just leave Tony in whatever decade he's. <laughs> What's the connection between the Pet Shop Boys and comics? Um, oh, I you know, part of me scared. You know ask. this one. You know this one. Do I, I don't know this one. Uh, Neil Tennant yeah. used to be an editor at Marvel UK. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. before he did Smash Hits, oh, and then he became a pop star. Wow. If there's lots there of our, if there's. Uh, well, lots or a few of our listeners who are going, come on, Vince, you knew that. Now I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> don't even... <laughs> don't <laughs> well, that's, that's why I started this show, so I can actually learn things. Yeah. <laughs> like a human being. I can pretend to human. Yeah. Uh, we're still uh, waiting for that day when we, when we learn something. Yeah. We have to get other people on this show in order to learn something, but it's just three of us this week, so... Mostly we teach people a lesson. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... I think one of the things he posed initially was like, what was the first comic book store <laughs> shop? No! <laughs> uh, shop he's done he, it. shop he's he done. went to. Oh, Dan, are you, uh, Dan, are you posing again, a question? Are you, yes. are, you, are you starting to, are you, are you trying to get the topic started straight away? I'm just yeah. kind of like, pull, pull the reins of the horse. All business. He's no, all I mean, business tonight. I mean, some would say pull the reins or other people would say he's, um, he's taking the show hostage and running it himself. Um, <laughs> He's, he's a no. He's a, he's, he's, he doesn't he's like Dan about Gruber. Yeah. Dan's Gruber. <laughs> See what he's done there. Uh, but but um, Dan's, you bring up a, a wonderful question. What was it again? <laughs> what what was your first comic book shop? Genuine, was... com- genuine, genuine comic book shop. Yeah, it's entirely dedicated to selling comics. Okay, it's not like not your first regular one. The first one you ever went to. Yeah, mine was the Forbidden Planet, early eighties. Nice. I'm going to say, I think it was probably like 12, so round the turn of the decade sometime, and it was Spin Panic when it was in Denmark Street. See, this is yeah. going to sound um, strange, but genuinely looking for information here. What was Forbidden Planet like in those days? It was... Um, so I, I didn't for those discover that... it till a, a Forbidden Planet because there wasn't one anywhere near me when I was growing mm. up. Uh, yeah. I, well, this, there was nowhere. just one then. There was yeah. just one, and I think uh, it's it's a muddy it's a muddy history of Forbidden Planet, isn't it? But there's kind of d- sort of two or three strands of mm. Forbidden Planet now. But the 
uh, and one the one's got a different name, but the the original OG shop was in. So I I was at boarding school, and we would occasionally go on school trips to London, and I would leg it off from the school trip, or my dad during the holidays as I lived in West London, would drive us into London to go to the Mart or go to a comic shop, which usually entailed me as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, wandering around Soho looking for comic shops on my own, which back then was a dangerous profession because the Soho of now is is a lot nicer yeah. than the Soho yeah. of then. Yeah. Now, the, the uh, Forbidden Planet back then, I think, from the top of my head, I haven't Googled it, but I think it was like seven, late 70s, I'm going to say 78, 79, around the time that Forbidden Planet opened it. And it was... Basically, two venues. One venue is in Denmark Street. Do you do you know what Denmark Street is famous for in London, guys? Have you ever been there? I've been there. No, I don't know. It's it's basically a road full of guitar shops. Ah, oh, right, um, yeah, 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 off Charing Cross Road, um, up towards the um, Tottenham Court Road Junction, near the old Astoria, as it was. God bless it before it went. And um, it was uh, in a row, basically in a row of comic. Uh, guitar shops was this one they had a railing along the front and as you went in lots i remember i remember lots of stuff on the walls sort of sort of racking along lots of paperback novels um some art about and and i, I think i'm right in saying because i was only we um is that the price some of the price tags were actually handwritten from my memory right okay um and i remember going in there and buying um would have been burn or cockram x-men so maybe some george perez avengers stuff like that and literally spending hours in there i remember one time i went into london this is the thing i wrote about in madeline um the, the short story book that um yeah simon put out me and dan are both in and, and a lot of the other listeners simon the, russell simon russell yeah um, which is a wonderful little book of people's sort of recollections, just of sort of comic memories, really. Dan writes about filth, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, we went to see, this shows my age, we went on a school politics trip, history trip, to see Prime Minister's Question Time, and it was Maggie Thatcher, believe it or not. And the teacher, we all went on the train, um, the teacher said, right, off you go. He, he dropped us off outside the House of Commons, and you used to have to go through... And you could go up to a balcony and watch watch um question time or just watch the commons, you know? And I remember Maggie Thatcher came in, loads of I remember there being loads of shouting and stuff, and she had a little handbag, she put her feet. She didn't say anything, she picked her handbag up and left after about twenty minutes. I thought, well, fucking bonus. I'm gonna go now. So I legged it, like literally ran along past number ten, you know, down that road, down Whitehall, um, ran all the way to Forbidden Planet and almost missed my train back because I just got lost in it all in uh, forbidden planet but it was an app i mean we take comic book shops for granted now but yeah back then i was like there's a shop that just sells comics that's the best thing in the world that's the most amazing thing i can possibly think of and from that point um because my board i was at boarding school as i know and i which was based in ipswich and there was a comic shop there called the globe um which used to because i was such a nerd i used to go and mm. sit outside for like the hour before it opened hoping i could get in and uh, it was a real dirty old comic shop. Mm. Um, and I remember the bloke virtually never spoke to me in there. And I was, <laughs> But I was in there for hours, in this little room for hours, just going through cheap comic boxes and seeing what I could afford, you know. And we used to have to wear our uniform into town, which was embarrassing, because yeah. part of the uniform was a, was a cap. And uh, 
used to, used to get, avoid getting punched by people <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then i used to sort of find somewhere to sit in the local park and read these comics before legging it back for um the meal at the, in the boarding house but so uh, yeah it was uh different world then and now we take it for granted it's now that we've got these comic shops everywhere yeah. in each city but back then it was absolute fucking revelation to my 12 year old mm. 13 14 year old mind you know mm. absolutely brilliant magical yeah. times yeah. was yeah. the one in denmark street the one where it was kind of like there wasn't a lot of it upstairs but you could go downstairs and it was a lot bigger somebody has said that to me and i can't remember going downstairs i must have done because I was like, that you went in and off to the right, there was like the till and stuff in that, that room. Oh, no, um, I can't remember that, man. I think you're thinking of the old um, Orbital, aren't you, up near? No, no. That, no. no there's another one by near the British Museum. But there was, oh, yeah, there that was, was Gosh. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, gosh, that was the old was, venue of Gosh, yeah. There was the, the other bit of planet, which was kind of, you had to go through like the stone arch to get in. Oh, there. you're thinking when it was in New Oxford Street. Oxford, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was the, where it moved that. to. Right, I mean, yeah, that's the one I went to. The original one was two shops because it was the comic shop in Denmark Street, and then if you walked past it with it on your left and went left again, was mm. the movie one, right? And it was back then, like there wasn't re really that much movie paraphernalia. Yeah, there's a few magazines on the go and stuff like that, and there was from memory, I think, like an old Wolfman model in the window mm. okay. and stuff like that, and that was the movie one. Which, if I had any money spare, or if I had some time to kill, I'd walk around to as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. burn up a bit of your. Uh... The afternoon or whatever yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what about you guys what was yours um i've said it on the show uh before um i think when i moved on from like uh, the news agents and like the idea of just a, a store dedicated to comics like say tony is like when, when you're a young reader it, i think it's easy for people to take that for granted now um because there are obviously more stores available um Hopefully, you know, hopefully you're all doing well. Um, but I lived out, I, I'm, I lived in Dorset, so like, you know, a small town in Dorset, so there wasn't anything like that near me. Closest thing was uh, Floppy Tongue Comics in Salisbury. And I, I, at the point when I was, I really sort of got, got connected with comics a lot. Um, a couple of my friends used to head down there. You know, they they definitely be down there, and they come back with sort of newer comics. I was still on like... You know the weekly news agent. Oh, X Force number one or number two's just come out. You know it's whatever was so big it, it reached the newsstands kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So eventually, when I and it was a small, small little store. You just had a, you know, small uh, what twenty by twenty front room, and then um, you know, with the sort of little counter. Um. It, even like the comics behind the register. Um. I can't remember. I think they had a a, a couple, but it was more about. You know, you had like a few, a bunch of long boxes in the front. You had a couple of shelves of the the new releases that week, and the back room was sort of long boxes as well. Um, of course, I had no real, I had no disposable income. I, I had nothing. I had nothing really. You know, um, but when I think it was when I went to college, um, which was in Salisbury, and I, I'm, you know, I went in there a, a little bit more when I had a little bit more money from like part time job or whatever. Um, I, I I think this is maybe where it started my love of the long box search because I would love that time of the year because the store always did this you know once a year they're just shifting stock 
you know they just they've got all these long boxes they just need to get rid of them little little shop so you go in and it's like a sale a sale or everything in this long box is a pound pound an issue that kind of thing or 50 yeah. 50p or a pound and of course i was like i'm just gonna go in there and buy with uh, at that time where I, if you had 10 pounds a it was a decent amount of money and b it meant i could buy like 10 comics do you know what I mean? And it was like, oh. so I, I wasn't necessarily searching for the latest um, Clone Saga issue. I was, that was when I wanted to discover, and uh, I think you guys can relate to this as well, and I think it's the same for a lot of um, tastes and, and hobbies, uh, probably more like music, is when you discover something, it feels like no one else knows about this. I've discovered this. This is mine. Right. Um, so... Rather than going for the Spider-Men, Spider-Men and the X-Men and the Batman, which I did read, you know, I was still reading that, huge fans of that, I got a kick out of, like, discovering Malibu. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. old issues of Malibu, and I was like, no one else is looking at this. Why is yeah. no one looking at these old issues of, like, you know, Malibu comics or those strange, like, Solar, Man of the Atom, you know, some of the old sort of Valiant stuff that was sort of really tucked away a little nice. bit. You would see those sort of, you know, I, and, and you buy some issue that was related in no way to anything else. You, you only had one issue um, that was either a number one of a series that's long since dead and no one cared about, probably had, like, a couple of hundred sales and then just died on its ass. But you don't know that when you go into this comic book shop. So you're there like, oh, it's the, what is this number one going to be like? Or it's an issue where... Um, you kind of you don't know where you are with it. <laughs> it's halfway through a story, but you'll reread and re. You've bought it because of the art. That was a big thing for me when I was I was a kid as well. Just being, you know, there weren't that many number ones about then. No, no that's no, the thing. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why I had my um, during one of those sales. I had a real Malibu. I just went mad. I loved you know, all those Malibu comics. You know, um, when all those issues like Prime and... Yeah, um, I was all over that. Nightman. Yeah, yeah. Is it Hard Case? Hard Case. Yeah. Yeah. So there the was Strangers. all of those old... Cause it yeah, been, Strangers was great, you know. Yeah. They'd been out for a while, so all of these issues... Some of them had Dave like, Gibbons covers, didn't they? Yeah. Remember? Just absolutely I think, uh, was it stuff. Prime was Norm Brayfogel? Was that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cause yeah. He, yeah man, these fucking stuff was just... I was loving that as a kid. I bought that issue one from the com- comic mart probably about half a year, a year ago. That issue one. Yeah. I still got a kick out of it. It was it was crazy. It's still I, mm. I was looking at it going, This is mental. It gets even more pumped up, doesn't it? They seem yeah. to blow him up further and further yeah, as you get through really, the series, yeah. yeah. Then there was like a dark version of him at one point as well, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. 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 But it was a sort of Shazam story, wasn't it? Yeah. He was a young kid, but yeah. Yeah. He he vomited in that that kind of made this kind of ectoplasm kind of stuff that reformed him into like yeah. a, a grotesque superman and kind of a, figure at the end of right. the first issue because he's like filled full of these bullet holes or whatever in order to turn back to the kid all of the like the this ooze was like leaking out of him and it was like it was almost horrific yeah it's, it's a real body horror from yeah. that comic um so is that so floppy time comics i mean a couple of my mates knew the owners a bit more um it is long long since gone and i know a couple of our listeners um know that know the store me I was like introverted kid, you know. Um, I was just kept myself to myself. I was very much head down, looking over the long boxes, um, as I'm sure a lot of us were. Most comic fans were like that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing you said, Tony, that that struck me, which is is something that I still get a kick out of now. Um, I'm sure you guys do. It doesn't matter where or what 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 store it is. If a hobbyist 
goes into a store completely dedicated to their hobby, there's no feeling like it. Mm. Oh, it's great. It really is a mecca like. So you're walking going, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, just give me a couple of hours and I'll meet you later. Um, Looking for a long box as well. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's the same as anyone who are into <laughs> records yeah. or, you know, old paperbacks or. Yeah. Yeah. So there's loads of stuff you come across yeah. that you've never fucking heard of before. Yeah. You probably never will again. But yeah. do, you, do you still get that? I mean, because in this in this sort of day and age, and Tony, like for instance, you guys that have, oh, my local comic store that I go in every Wednesday. You know that could for some people maybe I'm just going in the shop and you just stand again. For me, I just get I don't know why this this little almost electrical buzz of going into like an actual sort of comic store or you know any sort of hobby store that I've been into. It's like. It's like an endorphin that's just sort of... Yeah, I'm getting endorphin. excited about going. Yeah, yeah. you just I mean, in there. Even if it's like a, you know, one of those ones where you think, everything's damp in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's still a, I'm in a, I'm in a comic and it's, shop. It's an hour. It's an hour for me to get to my, my shop. Mm. You know, but I do it, it's like a pilgrimage. Mm. You know, once mm. or twice, you know, every two weeks or every week. It, it really is. And I get there, I get super early, I go and get a coffee and I read some comics. Yeah. And then... I go for opening time and I try and get in because I haven't opened yet. You know, it's like that, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And uh, we'll, we'll get on to this bit in a minute, but th- there's different reasons to go to different shops, I think. Yeah. 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 Shops yeah. can be different, you know? Yeah, yeah. What was your one then, Dan? What was yours? Uh, like events, I think I mentioned this before, but it was uh, the Phantom Zone in Croydon. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember I was kind of into the whole kind of Transformers, Dragon's Claws stuff that was in the news agent. And I thought that was kind of the length and breadth of comics. So when someone I was going to school with, it was second, early secondary school, said, oh, there's a comic book shop in Croydon. I was like, okay, let's go. And when I went there, it was like, holy fuck. It was just like the hobby and these things I'd interested in was like magnified like a hundred times. There was so much stuff. And where every week I was going in to see what was in the newsagent comic book was, here was like all of it is like going directly to the source and this this is like the next level up and i was fucking in my element i remember the, the guy basically was just showing uh akira on vhs like just kept rolling around, right. around. and yeah, that's yeah. my sort of first intro to that and i was like well, what's the fuck's akira and i i yeah I, i'd kind of a couple of comments before where i'd bought them and it was like uh my the psychic girl and uh, i think i had an old issue of crime freeman that i got in a pack and I didn't really understand the comics. They were like, oh, these are Japanese. But they had they, they, back in the day, there was no internet in that regard. So mm. yeah, it, it, you couldn't just look up what the fuck these were. Is this some random comic you got? You still but, didn't uh, guess my terrible sketch earlier. No, no, sorry, T. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think I kind of started there and just buying... I, I remember having to jump forward some series that I was collecting where it was behind in the news agent, like collecting cap. Because he's like, always three me. months behind in the yeah. news agent. So that's got, the fuck thing. Fuck me, there's, oh, yeah. I can buy three more issues and suddenly I'm, I've get all these comics I'm loving. I can buy three more, three or four more issues because I'm behind. That's the massive thing about, about the news agent thing is because it took so long for them to be, I don't know, shipped over or on a mm. boat or whatever it was. The, you, you were getting, you were three months behind if you were lucky because the way it worked in the news agents is you, they'd, they'd get like a package of all the Marvel comics, one of each. Mm. And you, so you, you had to like dash you to it. That, to you it was yeah. part, of, but the thing is, it was part of that joy of not having the internet. Yeah, um, massively. Because that's yeah. what I was going to say, man. Yeah, because I no, no spoilers. There was, you know, there was no, and like, I don't know how prevalent uh, 
comic book fans were in school. So certainly, you know, I had a couple of buddies that um, were comic book fans, but we were reading different series and stuff. So mm. it's not like someone going, oh, have you read what's happened in the latest issue of X-Men and stuff? Um, so but if you was... said I like Batman and Superman in school today, it wouldn't be a problem. If you said it back when I was oh, a mate, kid, I didn't. you would have a problem. I didn't talk to anyone about my yeah. comic reading for decades. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What I was going to say around that is you, you buy them in the newsagents. And I was like, I would literally tour newsagents around the boarding house. So yeah. I'd get on a bike and cycle to every single one, see if I get the next issue or whatever. And and same when I was back home um, in Greenford. But the, the thing that I used to do was... Um, I remember getting like a, it was like a, just a mail out circular for a mail out company. And it had a list of the, the upcoming comics with a little story description in them. Right. Okay. And I remember just like reading this like <clears throat> a million times. Yeah. And it, I remember it grabbing my heart, my stomach saying, God, I really hope I get these, you know, because yeah. you can never tell whether you get them or not. I used to do that with previews, like read all the fucking things in previews. Yeah. Um it's my um friend Dan and his older brother, I remember they used to come back and like they'd have a couple of bags and they they would get a copy of previews between them and we'd sit down just reading comics and just just looking through previews was almost like reading a comic in itself, you know, just getting yeah. excited about wow, look at that. Cover. All this stuff coming up. Yeah. Most of the stuff I wouldn't be have a chance to ever get because Yeah. It was like there were there were a lot of smaller indie stuff or small press and They'd never actually make it into the shop because the shop would never order one. Yeah. But yeah. reading about them was just out of this world. It yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, again, we've mentioned Wizard like a billion times, but that was my fucking yeah. lifeblood. Yeah. Every if I went into the comic book shop and like I was picking up my my usual my pool list or whatever comics I was going to get, and Wizard was in there, I was like, fucking yes. Do you, like um, Wizard's this, in it. This is going to yeah. sound. This is a slight aside, uh, slight subplot, shall we say? Um, and we'll get back onto the stores in a sec, but just. And I think possibly this could be a um, episode by itself. Do you think there's room in the world today for like a, a bigger uh, comics magazine? Now I know there are magazines and periodicals out, and some of them are, are very specific and collect collector mm. oriented. But you know, Wizard was such a it was such a big thing. I think there's yeah. some elements of Wizard that are doable again. Mm. Yeah. I think the creator interviews, I think yeah. some of the, just the fun they did with like action mm. figures for yeah. stories and stuff like mm. that. Or uh, there's the, you know, but so much of it is now the internet, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Especially yeah. the news, especially what's hot at the moment because it changes so quickly. You know, what the, the sort of um, price guide stuff they'd have as well, that's yeah. that's basically eBay now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and a yeah. couple of other places. It's almost like you've got to... Um, yeah change the form of it where instead of having you know because like you say you can't have news in a, in a magazine type thing especially in this day and age where everything changes on a weekly so basis quickly or, yeah um it's almost like a it would be a magazine based on like i don't know like a gq article you know talking to mm. a creator you know genuinely you know talking through different processes of comics and stuff it would be a very different beast wouldn't it to would yeah, it sell though that would be my thing yeah, I mean, yeah. Exactly. exactly that's the problem in it People yeah. people would be buying stuff they could read for free. I mean, which is fair enough because two morrows, I, I guess, sells and stuff like that. Mm. Not that it's cheap, but their their magazines are sort of more specialist. So there's stuff yeah. on there, yeah. And the comics journal. For I, example, I think I think know. in the comics medium, a, a lot of them are they're a specialist magazine for the reader of that type of comic. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, even the, the even the comics doesn't. journal's gone down that road. You know, the mm. comics journal was a bit of a sort of highbrow wizard, wasn't it? Really, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, and even that's gone a bit. 
Is that yeah, Comics it's International? Is Comics International still going? Is that the one? On no, no, they tried to bring it back years ago, but I think like twenty years ago. Going back to the comic book store, that was the the two magazines. You'd have all the comics and the two magazines that I'd see on the shelf. Well, you'd always have Vangoria. Got uh, Vangoria. You got a shelf yeah. to Vangoria. Um, yeah. But the City sort, facts. The comic yeah. ones. Yes, yes, yeah, Starburst and all that nonsense. Yeah. Um, but the two that you'd see, the comic ones, were always Wizard and Comics International. That was the two that I saw. Yeah, on I, the I bought. I bought. I've got. I was more Comics International than Wizard. I used to buy Wizard when I saw it if I had the money, but mostly it was Comics International. I've got. Um, for me, I've got a run of. I've got a run of all Comics International issues. For me, yes. it was Wizard, yeah. and purely down to um, the short attention span brain. Because I'd open up Comics International, and it was very article prose heavy compared yeah. to the Wizard. Yeah. Bright colours. Here's some photos. Here's some art. Do you know what I mean? And then they were very different and wonderful. Magazine. The good thing for me, and I, I, ch- I chatted to Des about this. Um, well, I think was this, could he mention this when he was on? I can't remember where I mentioned it to him when I met him. But the the good thing about Comics International is you opened the back page and it had a list of every comic shop you could go to. So if uh, I was because I always travelled about quite a lot with work. If I was in say I don't know Newcastle, I could look up comic shops in Newcastle. It was great for that. Oh, great, that's great yeah. internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so the, I I do hope in terms of comic book stores <laughs> slash shops wherever you are in the world. Um, one thing I do hope is people still get that that buzz of excitement when they. Well, that's that's the part of the next question, isn't it? Is what makes a good comic shop? Mm. That's the uh, thing. Yeah, I. I was at nature. I didn't. I was kind of like uh, nervous of me own fucking shadow. So having the idea of having a conversation yeah. with someone in the shop with a stranger <laughs> yeah. about comics wasn't going to fly. If, if I if I came away and it had been okay. It would have been the best yeah. day ever. Yeah. If yeah. I'd have spoken to someone and they go, don't be so stupid, I'd have been destroyed. Crushed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. absolutely yeah. crushed. And then, there may be some listeners um, listening at the moment, and we've we've talked about comic book um, shops quite a lot on this show, and obviously we may have asked say, these questions before. In fact, I'm pretty certain we have. But the the market and the general shopping experience is always ever-evolving, so I think it's worth reviewing, like, these sort of topics are worth reviewing almost on a yearly basis to just be like, mm, yeah. what's going to do well this year? And that come that comes about through also being informed. Um, for instance, if I'm going to take one one aspect, and um, we'll get back into I'll get back to the question shortly, Tony, but, um, you know, I probably would have been quick to go, oh, going to a, a comic book store. Uh, it's just, you know, Funko Pops, grumble, grumble, Funko, Funko, grumble, grumble, grumble. Do all of that, you know, backseat driving, miserable old bastard that I that I do on, a, on the regs. Um, but then, like, speaking to comic book shop owners or, like, that, that retail video that Mark Miller did with the several different retailers and having that, they some stores have to do things like that they don't necessarily want to but they have to do that because that's a collector market that will keep them going so to be more informed i mean i don't i'm not a fan of it but also i want these stores to stay open so that you know you, do you know what i mean it's 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 seeing that sort of there are some stores that have to almost they have to choose some things so that the actual business can keep going, and it, sometimes it's hard for some consumers, and probably me, me a lot of the time, um, to easily judge a comic book store for some decisions they make without realizing. What do you mean? That, what you're saying? So the, the these comic shops that you know 
stuff the front of the shop with Funkos <laughs> I mean, or I mean, the, Magic the, the, the Gathering the, cards or something yeah, like that. The, the yeah, front, yeah. Front, yeah. There, there are some stores that, um, obviously the bigger name stores who don't necessarily need to do it, I think it's just cash grab, but um, there's also an awareness that these these things do do bring money into these stores. Um, so even if I don't collect them, even if I don't want them, um, some. I mean, how far? How far does your? Um, you know, you're you're sort of uh, in in your head. You're saying, look, it's all right because it's helping the shop. How far would that go? So, how far away from comics would you allow them to go? Do you know what I mean? That's I suppose that's the mm. question, isn't it? Yeah. So, like we're uh, saying at the moment, we're okay, talking look, about we're a, for- a Forbidden Planet. The top, the top floor, the comics are downstairs now in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, it, that, it, they've even mean? been pushed pushed back a bit from there it, as well. It, exactly, but, yeah. um, and yeah. that that saddens me because mm. it's yeah. one of those it, it, you know these things should be. I mean, they moved away from being comics to, to being a pop culture memorabilia store. That's a completely different thing. Then, um, I. If it, if it's in the store, I mean, obviously, if if it's to draw a bit of money in, um, I I don't see the problem. With having Look, if they're struggling and they they need to sell yeah. Magic the Gathering cards, oh, no problem. But, if they're, but if, if they're struggling store, and they've got to sell Funko, but yeah. I would say if they're struggling and they got and they so they decide to sell fucking sex toys and porn at the front, then I go, <laughs> come yeah. on, come on, lads. Yeah. No, 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 you know, no, no, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's um, how far how far do they step away from it that that we we we're not allowed. We don't allow anyone. Nobody's allowed to do it. We don't allow yeah. anyone because we're not fucking idiots. But the you know how far do we think? Uh, come on, you know. I mean, there's, there's it, uh, it galls me that a shop is full of Funkos when I walk in. Yeah, it certainly I mean, does. Yeah. But I understand it. It would gall me even more if it was full of fucking carrots and bananas at the front. You know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think when it when it sort of it hurts me more i grip my team uh, you know my teeth are ground into powder is when i have to walk past more and more funkos and there's two shelves of comics at the back mm. yeah tucked at the back um and that that saddens i think it saddens me more than anger now i'm just sort of thinking oh you know yeah because it's, it's kind of like a, a a sign or an indication of where yeah. it's going and yeah. that's what that's the sad part of it. Of, there's uh, a di- there's a difference between a store having like a a display or having them at the desk, you know, having these things at the desk while you're in there, but you're still a comic book store with shelves of graphic novels, shelves, yeah. shelves of comics. Is, an analogy I'd say, like, say if you went into a record store, you'd find very little of that shop that wouldn't be yeah. about records yeah. and vinyls. There might be like say ten percent of it there where you got like jackets or hats or some kind of paraphernalia that's sort of record related do you know what i mean but yeah the majority would be records but a comic shop uh, uh the majority i've been in recently there's there's it's not so much that as like a it's, lot more i mean you yeah, it's investment well. in the customers it's the investment yeah. in the customers you got you got to divide it but see i i, I see the thing is it does gall me that the, the thing of full of funkos i mean things are led by the market aren't they yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is basically you can't argue against that, can you? it's basically nah. capitalism isn't yeah. it that people are yeah. selling comics so don't these people who think you think they're in a fucking socialist you know communist environment they're not they're, they're capitalist in a capitalist yeah. environment so you've got to sell what you can to make your money to pay yeah. your rent to pay your customers to pay your, your staff etc etc now the, the problem with funkos i've got is not that they're stupid little dead-eyed babies it's the fact that um then they're, they're particularly unfriendly to the environment <laughs> you yeah. know they are a cash grab for a plastic toy making company they don't have the intrinsic you know artistic richness that you would get in in even a page of a comic book and i think 
The, as but, long as you've got them there, but the people who are buying yeah. them, they you know they're buying an Aquaman. They said, "Have you seen Peter David's Aquaman? Look yeah. at this. You would yeah. love this comic." Well, he said, it's, they're, no they're because they're based, yeah, they're, they're sitting on the shoulders of someone else's hard work." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but also, like people go in for Funkos because they want the Funkos. They want nothing else. I think that saddens me because it's like, oh, see yeah. the, you know. Oh, oh, you know, I I like the new Batman film. Well, well check out this classic Batman arc. No, I just yeah. like the films. Uh, well, fair, <laughs> you know, fair, fair enough. You like think, like what you want want to like. Just don't be a dick. They do try and fucking release yeah. a new version of a Funko every five minutes. It seems oh, like there's another advert. Yeah. Thank else. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's the same with Harry Potter ones. It's yeah. you know, it's all yeah. this sort of shit all the as well. Stra- the, the, the endless Stranger Things merchandise that I see oh, uh, in a lot on. of stores, which uh, and I like Stranger Things, but a lot of this stuff is like. You can see, you know, it's just merchandise at the end of the day. I tell you something I'd like to see in uh, comic shops, and I've seen it in bookstores as well, and, and vice versa. But like, they've got a comic or a book turned out, so you've got the cover full, full out, and it's got like a staff recommends card underneath it. Yeah, I like that. I, said, like the, I like the staff recommends. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I like this because blah, 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 blah. If you're a fan of X, Y, and Z, a lot, a lot, some out. comic shops do it. I think OK Comics does it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, Gosh used to do it. I don't think they still do it. But, mm. you know, these, there's a lot of shops that do that. That goes a long way because if I buy that book and it's fucking great, that tells me that's an opinion that I'm going to listen to next time I go in there and I'll, I'll fucking try something else out. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Look, whether I walk in and they've got Funkos or not, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me as long as they are invested in comics in exactly. a large way as well. Mm. And I, I think I'd like to inv- see within the first quarter of the store a comic shelf. But the thing is, like, you've got to be invested in your regular customers. That's yeah. the thing I like about a comic shop, is there is an investment in the people who are paying the fucking rent. Yeah. yeah. You know, not not like... The, and it's the same for the the flighty graphic novel crowd as it is for a number of different crowds. But, you know, these these people, are they, they sort of... They just, they're too intent on being cool or being popular or being current. It's, well, it's, it's what makes it different to a lot of uh, shops and stores. Um, you know, it's, it's completely different from like walking into you know your favorite music shop and, and saying, "Oh, have you got this album by this band?" You know, this is it's a subscription shop because we're essentially going in and saying, "Yeah, can I have my comic?" Yeah. Picking up our yeah. subscriptions everywhere. You know, there's not too many sort of like. I think the nearest one is the record shop, but you're right that they don't. I mean, I don't know. But whether even there that, is even a, that a would be like when it, when are you picking up an album by a new band? Every that, year, yeah, I think every the, every two years, you know that sort of thing. Where but the yeah, comic I mean, is every week, isn't it? You know, it's that sort well, of I thing. think yeah. But the thing with the record shop, and, and I've hung out in a number of record shops, is you go in and you talk to the staff, and they recommend stuff to you, and yeah. it's that's where I was going with this. Is it needs to have a community feel to it. Yeah. So the people who are buying comics, you're walking, and there'll be a conversation about the comics in there. In the same way, you walk into a record shop, you're a regular customer, goes. Have you heard the new blah blah album? I'll put it yeah. on for you, you know. Yeah, or have yeah. you have you seen the new Conan comic? Here you go. Here it is. Have a look. No, I've not had that interaction in years. I, I I used to get it every so often. In um, I, there was there was one bloke in Orbital used to try and do a hard sell, do that whole put the mm. book in your hands bullshit. But there's there was the odd thing in Orbital. There's, I've I'm very apart from Greg, I don't get it in Gosh. Um, it's very rarely in Gosh. I know the other comic shops in the country. I know um. Danielle was talking about it with OK. Yeah, I can um, imagine. I'd love to live around the corner from OK. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'd love it. And I got it when I went to um, City Centre Comics in Glasgow. The dude was chatting about new books and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um, and I'll tell you where you get it as well. You get it in the Forbidden Planet if you chat to Mr. Peter Watson. Where did he go? Glasgow. Hey. Yeah. I, I, talked to, I talked to him and um, David Steele was in there as well when I went in. But the, I talked to 
to beat every time I go in there and we have a, you know, recommend stuff and I buy stuff he recommends. I think one I of could, the yeah. beautiful things about like this hobby and like the medium is like if you're genuinely interested in it and certainly um, some stores, some people, it's just their job, but there are some people that their job is also their, their hobby that they love. Um, which is a, a it's all being good at your job as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know they they read these stuff and they and they and they know it and they're genuinely enthusiastic and and that that pays dividends, doesn't it? Enthusiasm is mm. is really infectious, I think. Mm. Oh, totally. If you oh, massive. Like, yeah, yeah. Think of the comics we've sold for people off this show because we've just been enthusiastic. We're enthusiastic. About it. Yeah. We really liked it and yeah, been yeah. enthusiastic. Mm. Yeah, I recommend. Usually, will get me. Um, well, it will always. It's more likely to get me to spend my money than um just a hard sell i'm not, I'm not oh yeah that that's a real turn off for me yeah uh, yeah the thing i don't like about the hard sell is i feel like I've, one's been put over on me and yeah you never want someone feeling like that because yeah. that's only gonna right you've sold a copy a copy of this comic to them but then yeah. they feel like they've been fucked over so they won't get it from you ever again because yeah. yeah let's look at a comic store and and by the way um, I know sometimes this show is played in comic stores. We bloody love you all, so no date. You're, you're listening to this thing in. You're mad. What are you talking about? Um, big, big shout out to Strange Apparitions, because there's, there's a dude who will talk to you as, as you're walking about comics, and you'll yeah. still be talking as you say goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what yeah. you want. Um, Destination Venus as well. Follow them on um, Insta. Insta. I think I tried to speak yeah. to someone in Orbital when I last went in there. Obviously, it's been years years since that happened. But like, they looked at me like I was a fucking alien. Yeah. Like. I walked in there once and said to some bloke in there, have you got any of these? Um, and he went, he pointed at, just waved at the back of the, uh, the, the, the other half of the back half of the yeah. shop was back issues. And he just waved. He said, it's, it's, it's back there. And I went, I know that's where the back issues go. Mm. I've been coming in here for yeah. decades at this point. <laughs> I've had a pool list yeah. here for years. I know it's where the back issues are. And he saw him look at me and like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck's sake. Like you're fucking sitting there reading comics. Can you just get off your ass and, Give yeah. me a hand to make a sale. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, a bit of a general life advice. Generally, if if for, I found for jobs, if you put in fuck all and just like drift by, your day will take fucking forever and it'd be absolutely tedious as fuck. If you <laughs> try and work a bit and like get invested in what you're doing to succeed, it, it usually flies by. But that's yeah, just and we're not, we're not, we're not male Karens in on this no. podcast. But no, no, no. if I walk in a shop, if I <laughs> if I walk in a Darren's, yeah, if I walk in a shop, I walk in a shop that I spend literally thousands of pounds every year in, and I've been going there for literally years. And I say, can I just pick my comics up? And the bloke asks me my name again. It's gonna fucking yeah. royally piss me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you got a regular customer, appreciate the regular customer. Yeah, because okay, we've also we've. Well, I think everyone's seen a post of comic book shops supposedly having regular customers, but their regular customers don't show up, and that's a real yeah. That hurts I think the, the comic book shop you know. that issue with kind of like forgetting just the regular show that comes in every week to get their stuff is what kind of the the, the big two kind of have misstepped and yes, I think you're right. Comparable keep to be doing keep misstepping, didn't they? Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's, here's uh, here was audience. We're going to kind of ignore them and try and get another audience. And why, why are you doing that, man? Try and include all of them. Try and yeah. keep that, keep your base, and then add other people in. Don't ignore. grow. Yeah, don't yeah, grow. Oh, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, all right then. Um, while we're talking, we've each got a comic book store. This is going to be interesting. Um, and there's five different sections. Okay, 
Right. How how much do you give to each section? Now, okay. here, here are the five you've got. You've got pay, right, okay, pay. I'm going to write this down because you're going to yeah. give a lot. We've got to give a percentage of how yeah. much we spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. apologies, um, the maths may be off because I'm terrible. Play along at home. Yeah, play along at home. Yeah. And I know there's a lot more that goes into a store, and, you know, obviously this is just fantasy comic book shopping. Should we, should we say? Okay, yeah, so that's the, good idea. So, the five topics we got are uh, new comics. Okay. Yeah, so that's like yeah. what some people call floppies. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, yes. So that'd be talk- like we're talking like um, just say within a month. Do you know what I mean? Like all okay. the, the latest issues. So you have got your new comics, yeah. the new releases yeah. that week slash month. Yeah, back issues. Yeah, um, collections, and by that I mean obviously collected editions of existing comics. You know, so like yeah. trades, trades. Yeah. yeah. Um. Graphic novels, okay. Mm. So I, I'm making a differentiation. <laughs> There's a difference there because, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, original. The design to release as a, a yeah. so it's a one and yeah. done. It's been designed yeah. as a book, okay. Yeah. And merchandise. Let's just call Merch. it that. Let's just call it, and that can include your, your toys, your figures, your, your t-shirts, everything else, in that sort of section. How much um, would you give to each section? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm writing it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. Okay, so <clears throat> let, let's just um, go through them one by one. Okay. Uh, new comics. So those, those shelves that everyone, I mean, I've seen it in a lot of stores. You walk in, usually to your left. I've okay. To the I've, right I've got twenty percent. Twenty. Yeah. Got twenty. Okay. Wow. Okay. Tony, uh, I've got sixty. Wow, okay. 60% to new comics. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so your store... Because I go in the store regularly, so I, I will yeah. know about a lot of the other stuff already. Yeah, uh, okay. fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um... V? <laughs> that was such an undecided noise. Yeah, that was a, yeah. That was a real... Uh, uh, girl's uh, noise. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, twenty-five percent. I'll say twenty-five. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll be checking your maths. Uh, yeah. yeah. Back back issues. I'll go first. So I've gone. So long boxes. Yeah. Um, I've gone thirty. Okay. Thirty. This is um, you know, long. So boxes. that's basically half my shop is filled with new comics and back issues. Yeah. So this is. Now this is what time we spend on them, isn't it? No, well, if, see, if, you had, that... if, if you had a shop, if you had a shop, had, oh, I, I thought it was sorry, the time no, 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 no. spent. If, sorry, if yeah. your shop, Tony. Uh, right, Esmond's I'm having to change okay. it. I'm changing okay. it. I'm Redo changing it. it. So, you, so you got 100 square foot, and you're you're kind of dividing that area of the shop up yeah. to plan how much space you're allocating to yeah. that part of the shop. So, would yeah. you revise? So, give Tony e- a second. Easy, easy comics. Let, yeah, let, yeah. yeah. So Butcher's Books has got 20 uh, percent yeah. for new comics and 30 percent. For your back long issues. boxes and your back issues. Yeah, yeah, okay. Back issues, which is normal, which um, rather than buy them in, um, which some stores obviously do, back issues are normally once they've come off the the, the new comic shelf. Yes. They? That's, oh, yeah. I thought it was what time we spent. Right, okay. No, no, so no, 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 So let's quickly go back. So in your shop, one. Tony, you're running a comic book in my shop. shop. Oh, imagine so that. New, new comics, 30%. New, okay, 30%. Uh, back issues, 30%. Okay. 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 Tony's tomes. Tony, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> um, What's your so, one bit? It's... Uh, Invincible Comics. Oh, okay. uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're way better can, than us. <laughs> can I call mine Erotic Comics? Yeah. 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 Okay. You put the E in Erotic. So okay. we got um. <laughs> Esmond's Erotic Comics. Yeah. Oh God! Right, that's completely throwing me off. Um, okay. Right, so we're on to we're on to trades now, aren't we? Yes. So ju- just to reiterate, because we've got a little so new comics, Tony Esmond's got thirty percent. Am I right, Tony? Yeah. Dan, you had twenty percent new comics. Yeah. Yeah. I've got twenty five percent. Back okay. issues, long boxes. Tony. Uh, thirty. Thirty. Thirty Dan, for me. You've got thirty, 30 for me. Uh, I'm going to say twenty five as well. Much in the way okay. that um, of Dan's thinking of. Half of the store will be... Half the store of floppies, basically. Okay. So, uh, trades. Trade paperbacks. How much do you give to that? Dan? I've got 20. I've got 22. Yeah. 20. Uh, I also have 20. And I haven't got 22. I also have 20. 20. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I can go from fucking 28s and 22s and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Um, I think 20 is a good good one for that um ogns let's just call it that okay, 10 19 <laughs> in vietnam <laughs> um i'm gonna say 20 percent for that okay um merch merchandise 20 for me one percent one percent mm. i don't want to make money fuck you all let's want to do comments yeah, yeah, oh, fair and, enough, fair enough. i've got 10 percent of that um, let's just do the maths. <laughs> you know what I'd have? I'd have one of those, you used to get an HEV and get those massive poster racks and you flip through them. Oh, I fucking love yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Just of comic comic posters. Yeah. Yeah, it counts. Yeah. 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 Um, so, t- Tony, for the collections, you had 20%. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you had 20% as well. Yeah. For your collections. Uh, Tony's trace was nineteen percent. I mean, no, graphic sorry. novels. Oh, graphic novels. OGNs was nineteen percent. Nineteen percent. Dan's was ten percent. Mine yeah. was twenty percent. Mine most... was only one percent because you could have yeah. those warrior badges they used to have on the back. Yeah. Of the so magazine. you're just selling uh, enamel badges. Brilliant. One uh, percent. Yeah. Uh, Minimal merch. Fuck uh, merch. That's yeah, going to be my fuck merch section. Fuck merch. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the fuck merch, Dan, you've got twenty percent. Yeah. I have a shop called Fuck Merch. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's your spin-off shop, and I've got ten percent. <laughs> See, I think um, around the back. That's obviously <laughs> that's obviously like fantasy, um, creating a comic book shop, um, and we be interesting to see on the Slack or you know on, online. If or you whatever, had an idea, yeah, what do you what, do? What what you guys would do? Obviously, um, ever, so ever, I just, shall I run you through what I thought it was then? Yeah, go on. Yes. so I thought you were saying how much time do I spend? Uh, yeah. in no sections. Yeah, so I was going because yeah. I go in every week or every two weeks. It would be new comics sixty percent, yeah. back issues twenty percent because I kind of know what they've got in back issues. Yeah. I might have a quick flick through. Uh, trades ten percent, graphic novels nine percent because they're mostly graphic novels that are mostly like on the table, so you see them mm. are on facing you, and then merch one percent, which tends to be Snoopy badges by the counter. <laughs> Yeah, I try to keep my eye off of merch nowadays because I don't expensive. want it. I don't want it until I see it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I don't. It's kind of like being a fat person. I give in every so often. Like, 
I gave it, I gave in I gave in over those June figures, but I've taken them yeah, out of the boxes. Yeah. I'm not desperate, and I've put them up on my shelf. See, for me, when I walk into a shop, um, I think there's obviously um, the new comics. I don't really go to back issues unless there's something specific, so it's very rare, and usually time is limited. And uh, if you go do back issues, that's um, something that's like a comic mart. You like to spend a long time doing. Mm. So I usually don't have it have that sort of time when yeah. I'm in a store. So back issues usually doesn't. It very. I get. A, I, I get. A, I have to sort of have a quick flick through, but it's you know that's hardly any time at all. Um, so it's it's like the new comics and um, <clears throat> Leicester collection, well, collections and OGNs kind of around the same sort of. I yeah. look through the book section, see what they see what there is, see if there's any uh, anything on offer. <clears throat> Cheapskate. And uh, oh, totally the stuff on sale, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at the Fucking sales section. Tight asses. Yeah. Um, yeah, if someone's we, giving me like a phone book, we don't live, car- live on our yacht, Tony. We don't all live on a yacht. I'm like that like character. A- I've got loads of money. I just walk in with a big fucking wad <laughs> of cash. Yeah, just fucking go. You have a comic. You have um, a comic. For <laughs> younger fans, that was a uh, popular Harry Enfield character in the nineties. Yeah. That yeah, and one for the kids there. <laughs> yeah. For the kids listening, yeah. Stavros, a peeps. I love Stavros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. And remarkably more richer than you are. <laughs> what was that character? Yeah. Do you remember him? Tim yeah. Rice, but dim. Yeah. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, merch, I was going to say, talking about toys, fa- merchant action figures, yeah. I, I'd probably spend a couple of minutes there now, I think. Yeah. Just looking over. And then thinking, can. I can't afford that. Fucking hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, there's a saber tooth figure. Oh, it's for 30 quid. Yeah. <laughs> roll on. The. Uh, I tell you, it's good to know. Mark Abner, he always knows where the cheap action figures yes. are. He yeah. always feeds us, and he's like, I a, think we get stuck. Like a feeder. Pumped into that toys channel. Oh, One to keep an eye out is uh, Zavi because they often like, oh, mm. we're coming to the end of a run. We'll just get rid of all the action figures yeah. for like five, ten pounds. Yeah. So, yeah. I was going to mention, talk about fantasy comic book stuff. It's slightly related. You got yourself a, a game, haven't you, Vince? Where oh yeah, what's that like? That run game? you run a comic book comic run. company. Oh, yes. isn't it? A- Age of Comics, which um, I, I, I wish you were going to drop this on me, Dad, so I can. Yeah, it's. A, it's oh, so I just thought of it. I didn't. I didn't... Yeah, um, it's um a board game by Lirius Comics. Um, but it's completely set up to be. You know, you're playing a. It's almost like. Does it look a, like a European game that they translated? Is it? Yeah, it's it's an Italian it's Italian um creators, oh, right. but um obviously there are lots of different translations. Um, and basically you create your own little comic book company in the 1950s and you're trying to put out you got to grow the put out issues um, based on genre try and collecting fans wow I haven't, I haven't played it yet but it looks like good fun and also you, you get like it's a beautiful little, little game as well yeah, yeah it's you, you look at these little tokens and there's these little covers of comic books so you, you're oh, trying nice. to publish yeah I wouldn't yeah. want to take that out of the box it looks too yeah. precious to oh, fucking it is, it is a, yeah it is a beautiful um, just pour at the box yeah. don't ever open it up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, I'll, I'll put a link in Illyriusgames.com. I think it's the, the yeah. first one that they've. I think you mentioned it, didn't you, Tony? And then showed yeah. the link, and then Vince. Yeah, yeah. Did I send you a link or something? Or yeah. Did you know yeah. about it already? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Vince, it was, it, yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, no, nice. So oh, that's good news. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, good um, stuff. Can I, can I run a scenario past this while we're still on the, the subject of comic yeah. shops? So we don't want to naturally move off it. But okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you through a visit to the comic shop, and I want you to tell me what you would expect. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's the shop opens at let's say ten thirty. It's about average, isn't it? For yeah. a yeah, I'm asleep. Shop. I'm asleep. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> me and me and, me and Dan have already texted each other four hundred yeah. times. You're just waking up. <laughs> I've been the better and... part of eight hours. I've been awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm already having a nap. The 
so you, you're you're early. You arrive just as they're opening up. They open the door. Um, do you like do you like the staff to say good morning, or do you just totally. not worried about interaction? Totally. Yeah. No. Oh, I want. Yeah. Certainly. If they're um, if, if you, you like a good morning, as... you're a sort of friendly yeah. chappy. Yeah, yeah, would you totally. like, would you? Say I'd expect back? a comic book shop to be more personable than like you going into a supermarket. Yeah. I mean, so again, yeah. I mean, in, I, go, I go into a right. lot of independent stores, and it, like, no matter what it is, if it, you know, you, you just sort of go into these small, independent funded shops. Whenever you go into them, people always go, "Oh yeah, you yeah." Why, yeah. Why, why should the that be any different in a comic ones. book yeah. shop? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No good. Okay. So you 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 go in and you go to the the counters. Two separate counters. There's one you pay out and one you collect your comics at. You go to the other counter Ooh, to collect fancy. your comics. Go on. Do do you have to say your name? Hmm. Depend if if I was a regular, like every every week or so, I'd hopefully they'd know it. Yeah, I would so like let's, to be addressed as such. Let's rewind a bit. So you walk in, you say you say because you're both happy chaps. You yeah. say morning. Yeah, I want to run morning about it. Yeah. And they don't say anything back to you. What that do you annoy me? That would annoy me. Annoy me. Okay. So you go over to the counter. <laughs> you say, "Oh, hello. My name's uh, the, my name's Guns. Come to pick my comics yeah. up." Um, What's that? that who? Uh, and they hand you your comics. You do want you, guns? Do you expect... We don't sell guns here. Yeah. Do you expect <laughs> like an interaction? What would you expect? Yeah, yeah, what would, yeah. Be, what would be what would be something you'd like? Put it that way. At that point? maybe like uh, is there any tiles in here you kind of looking forward to reading or any yeah. storylines in there you're looking forward oh, to? Oh, are we role playing this? Are we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're doing a role playing. So I'll, seen... I'll play. I'll play the person. Here you go. Here you go, guys. Here's your comics. Oh, I've got Duke in this. Is this tied into the Energon universe? I, don't I've know. Read, I read it. Don't is. know, mate. I don't care. I'm hungover. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. This this is then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the reverse, then, Dan. So you're going to say what you want, what you would like a customer, a, a person in the shop to say. So, hello, hello, um, comic shop owner. I'm here to collect my comics. Oh, excellent! It's Tony Esmond. Is that right? I've, I've grabbed your pull list. Thank uh, you. Here you go, and pop them on the counter. I said, I noticed you got Duke. Is you run? Did you know that's tied into the Energon universe? I did not know that. Thanks for letting me know. This is so... um, when are they out? <laughs> this is unreal. Uncanny. It's I was just coming out. Feeling. Yeah, the energy on the universe is there's kind of uh, a brand new kind of startup universe from scratch, ties into Void Rivals and Transformers. That sounds brilliant. I'll stop you there. Fuck Put it. me why, down for why all of them. Are you, like, like, yeah. be realistic. That's how it would happen. <laughs> be That's how it happened. <laughs> right. How many? He's I jealous mean, of how, how many people? Skills. How many people outside of this fucking podcast know what the energy on universe fucking means? If you was going into a, you should know you should know that it's like knowing what a carburetor is in a garage yeah. isn't it? you should know yeah. what it's about yeah yeah that's yeah but no yeah. but i think i think also you've got to give people a break people will know transformers and gi joe especially like just the label yeah. or whatever they may not know what energon <laughs> oh come no, on if you're if i you're, reckon uh, they if might if you're know running a I... shop you should know yeah. i mean i'm gonna it, say if you're if you're I mean, running certainly, a shop, you should certainly know, certainly yeah. When you get given these books, you're probably given maybe a bit of promo material yeah, to go yeah. along with it. So you should, yeah, yeah, you should be talking about it. You know, you should know about it. You should be reading the. It's site. got it on the fucking cover. Like it's part but, of the energy on the universe <laughs> on those comics. Yeah, but I'm saying what I'm saying is you can give people a little bit of a break because they don't know energy on the universe. They should know that you know Transformers and GI Joe now coming out through Image. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can drop the Kirkman name, bring it all together. You can say all of that. I'm not going to crucify someone because they. Oh no 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 no! No, fuck them. They should know that. The thing is, it's just that I don't think. I think the point we're making there is 
yeah. the conversation, the community. Yeah, so yeah. That, from that, from that sort of thing. So I might be standing there that, you know, Dan's talking to me about the new Transformers universe and the bloke next to me goes, oh, I've read that. That's good, mate. Yeah. And I went, oh, right. Have you, mm. what else are you reading at the moment, mate? And you have a conversation. We then yeah. become best friends and a little yeah. community builds up and that's how it works. Yeah. And you go into a comic shop. It used to be in the old days. I mean, this is we were going to we we were going to ask some guests about this, weren't we? But you used to go in a comic shop in the old days, and if you dared to, I remember I've told you the story, haven't I, about going into a comic shop and asking for a Usagi Jimbo, and the bloke just laughing at me mm. and walking yeah, off. Yeah, that's a bit mean. You know, but the, it used to be a frightening fucking thing for us. Yeah. You know, kids who didn't really have anyone to talk about comics, we'd go in a comic shop and we'd say it's the new issue of Cyclops and blah 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 out, and they. Yeah, and then you'd be frightened to ask him. Yeah. And there's... that's the problem. But uh, I think there's the, I mean, historically, certainly at Comic Marts and a number of comic shops in this country, whole movements of comics have come out of communities that have been built up from those, you know. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You've got to look at like yeah. the fast fiction universe, or you've got to look like um, Thingy Thingy and Golden Eyed, they were that shop, and, you know, these sort of things. There's, there was a, sh a shop in um, in Glasgow that people used to hang out in. And the, this, this is, com you know, Comics is here, still here, because of communities Community. that are built up from comic yeah. shops. Yeah. And yeah. you should be promoting those communities, um, not just the community of people who bring out a floppy comic, don't want to call it a comic and call I, it a zine yeah. and can't draw. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I, th I think... Um... The customer is, a, is, a, is also a person as well. Um, judging when yeah. they want, judging when they want to be left alone, is is a real yeah. skill as well. Being sort of like, okay, right, and, you know, maybe someone's yeah, having yeah. a bad day or whatever. Just be like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, no, just give um, a shout out my rear. Giving people just... their space, but also being there. I mean, what do you think about someone who works behind the desk? Who's obviously into it, but I think there's something also to be said. Not that I've had an experience of this, but if if a customer picks up this book, puts it down on, on the desk, and the person behind the desk goes, oh, "I've wanted to read that. What's that about?" You know, yeah. it, the the conversation. Oh, I haven't read that yet. Yeah, yeah. What's that like? Because I've had chats like that. And we, yeah, we've, like, yeah. we've had this at conventions, or like people come up and I'll see something that someone else has bought, and I'll just go, "Oh, I've got my eye on that. Is it any good?" And someone opens up when they just sort of they want to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah this book's really good because of you know it's, there's a there's an art to it in some way, isn't it? To get yeah to bring you're sharing the love, like I yeah. said, for the enthusiasm. Yeah, if you're kind of yeah. like hyped up about a book. Yeah, uh, we've said it a million times when uh, James Gibbs came back with Battle Badges. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've seen this. The mic. No, right. I'm gonna go off and get it. Yeah, where's um, it? Where is it? It's over there. Let's go. In terms of like um, the pull list and stuff, not that I've ever had one with a store. And I know, obviously, I completely understand if you've been there for years and years, Tony, at a store, and, mm. they, and they don't know your name or or, <laughs> or they ask you every time. Don't you know who I am? A lot of these yeah. stores that we know <laughs> that we know and love are small, hardworking, independent stores who probably, you know, how how big is the pull list that they uh, of customers? Do you know what I mean how how long is the list of customers? It's so, their base. It's their base of sales, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's that it's their their regular income that they yeah. know they can depend yeah. on every month. Yeah. If so, a customer's coming in buying a hundred pounds worth of comic on their pool list, plus I'd know that fucking customer's name. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've, shown I've shown you the I've shown you the receipts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to keep it slightly ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> as as a customer, how long would you give them before? They should know it. Well, trouble is, you ain't got much of a choice, have you? Well, that, that's the problem. That is the problem in London. Where do you go? Yeah, you go to Gosh or you go to where? You know, Ben Bannett's faceless. You <laughs> yeah. know, Mega City's too far out for me. 
Yeah. Um, to be fair though, Forbidden Planet, I expect the faceless. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. It's like I kind of, if I want the personal, I'd, I'd go into like, for instance, Gosh in this example. Yeah. If I just want, oh, if you want to pull this? Okay, here you go. What's your name? But what Dad, I mean, but... what I mean is, what is the rope um, that you'll give uh, that the oh, store I'm... should have before they're like. I mean, they don't even... I've got pet, a petty internalised go, system, my friend. Before the, they go, um, before they go <laughs> oh, Tony, how, how are you, mate? You know, it's, I think it, it always... The hint is when, if they say hello to you by name when you come in the store, all right, you, Tony, how you doing? Yeah, it should be like Norm yeah. working into, walking into the bar, shouldn't it, yeah. in, in Cheers? Yeah, yeah with but you the, in a comic book yeah. shop, yeah. 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 But the, I, I have a petty internalised um, system I'd like to explain to you. So every time I go into a comic... <laughs> un, un, unsurprisingly, Petty Esmond has a petty system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, other than moaning to you, <laughs> if he was a musician, it, he'd be yeah. Tom Petty, and and sending uh, and sending uh, you voice notes that you play to your missus, and she giggles. Um, the when I was particularly pissed off one time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I um, uh, every time I get a, a super bad treatment, is I drop a couple of books. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lesson learned. Well, that's what maybe I do. Not. That's what I do. If, if I go in there and. I get like a, I think twice in gosh I've had like a terribly rude reception like well, I'm you know incredibly bad not even neutral so just not even terrible. neutral yeah. just rude just so, um yeah. almost confrontational um after that I dropped four books so you'll only have 246 the next week so but do you know what I mean it, it's yeah, still, yeah, yeah it's still 20 quid to them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you know yeah if they if everyone does that or half the customers do that that's fucking a lot mm. yeah so, that's my terribly petty yeah um cheers me up I, I mean the thing is about me is i read them i read every single marvel and dc comic on the app anyway and there's not very many marvel and dc comics that are very good hmm. so it's not hurting me yeah i just have to wait a couple of extra months to read it hmm. i've um, heard nothing but the absolute fucking pits about that fire and ice comic yeah is, it's it, terrible. Really, is it really that bad yeah oh, okay Terrible. The only good thing about it is it's got ambush bug in it, but it's so badly used. <laughs> God, you sound like you're in a comic book shop. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the kind of chats we need. Yeah, but that's the cliche, isn't it? I think, unfortunately, that's the cliche that people still hang on to, don't they? They go, "Oh yeah, I was." You see this all the time. Oh, I was a woman. I walked in a comic shop, and everyone stared at me. That doesn't happen anymore. No, unless there's a particularly bad comic shop in this country that I haven't been in. You do not just get stared in and virtually chased out if you're a female in a comic shop. It just doesn't happen anymore. That kind of, as far as I'm aware, that that's completely changed since all like it all kind of went mainstream. Yeah, the completely. It's almost ludicrous. I can't say that it never happens because yeah, I, I mean it's, it's, never, down, it's down to the owners and employees of yeah. that particular store, isn't it? Of I don't know. Store, I can't but... think of it anywhere that's like that now. Yes, yeah. but, but, yeah. but then again, we're that. also we're also three men. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but then again, I have. Uh, to our lovely female listeners, let us know if if you've had a recent experience of that. But I, I yeah, do yeah, go yeah. to comic shops with women. You know, it's happened oh, like yeah, multiple, yeah, yeah. multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've never, you know, I do know women who go yeah. to comic shops I hope to and God buy it comics. Doesn't. Yeah, I hope but apparently yeah, yeah. we keep we keep hearing that half the people half the people that read comics are women. But well, the other half the other half the time we we used to. I don't think I've heard it for a year now or so. But you used to hear about women who just moaned about going in a comic shop and getting stared at. It's just. Uh, Victim status, isn't it? People have a bit of victim status, don't they? But um, I hate going yeah. into any short shop and being stared at. But I get, I get, I'm yeah. Too fucking they look me up and down. Head. They just want a bit of me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it yeah. works. Yeah, they want a bit of the. I reckon walking. Yeah. the yeah. Uh, the security guard down the local Sainsbury's thinks I'm on the fucking rub all the time. <laughs> Every time I go there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's because you keep thieving yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because I keep nicking loads and loads of fucking stuff. <laughs> I I, 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 Always putting a whisper bar in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice That's usually that. when I'm dashing out um, yeah. the front with a fucking trolley filled yeah. out with Cronenbergs. Here, here's one thing. Here's one thing that I'd say um, I like in in a comic book store or just any any sort of store really. Um, like I say, I'm very much in my own world. I'm searching for my own thing. You know, it, it, I don't have a local, so I haven't built out that rapport. So you know, it's cool, and I, I can hear people having their conversations. And certainly the staff are probably having having their conversation, etc. I've got my little collection of stuff to buy. Mm. You know, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a comic book shop. I've got, you know, okay. we role playing again. <laughs> Fifteen. Well, <laughs> see what you think of this scenario. I okay. go up. I go up to the counter with just say fifty quids worth of stuff to, to buy. And it it's takes about four a, comics, yeah. It takes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One action figure. Uh, all digital. Um, no, um, and it takes the staff a couple of minutes to finish their conversation. It it's almost begrudges them to finish a conversation to serve me. I don't I don't want to be part of that conversation. I think it's cool that I've had this in shops before, and I'm not gonna say comic book, you know, just, just that general you know, when staff are having a social and they kind of forget yeah. sometimes they forget for a moment that someone's there to buy something. It's just a little niggle. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever had that experience when you're like Oh, excuse me. I'd, I'd like to buy these, please. You know, and yeah, apparently look... that's the worst thing you've ever said as well. Yeah, you mean yeah. they look at you like that's the worst thing that's ever been said to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, how I mean, dare you? I mean, if you have yeah. that experience, someone goes, "Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, of course." And then they're really nice with you in the interaction. That's fine. That's that can, lovely. Got that no com- problem with that. That completely yeah. deactivates it. But when they look at you like you're why have you interrupted my conversation? They stare at you and there's a stony yeah. silence. I think, like, yeah, yeah. I, I can totally see that this is something that still happens in some, some shops and like, you know, there are there are people as well who just want to buy their books and, and go, you know. Um, and I think that can that can be a, a negative experience. That's a real negative experience for people, isn't it, when they have that. It's like, God, they looked at me like I was bothering them, you know. Yes, um, horrible, horrible. You know, so um, I mean, I know certainly there's a lot of those stores we've talked about on this on this show, and we're big supporters of. Just whenever we go in there, they're just the loveliest people, aren't they? And it's just, it's always yeah. got to be an inviting environment because <laughs> it should be because comics for the longest time felt like no one else was interested in them. <laughs> yeah, there was one comic shop I used to go into that yeah. his regular he, he had a, a a discount system for his customers that's something else that a lot of shops don't have that mm. i think is is probably worth doing um and then he, you had like a special um discount around variant covers and stuff like that and then his big customers he would actually add something extra to your pool list at christmas right that's you. lovely yeah he'd put a, you know he'd put signings oh, on and nice. invite you know stuff like that and i think that's that was community building mm. yeah yeah and what he'd say oh by the way we're hoping to by the way, we've got Dave Gibbons in doing a signing next week. Make sure you're here. Mm, yeah. You know, Rewards, stuff like that. Yeah. Loyalty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, loyalty, I mean, I'm going to use the term loyalty card now. Um, I'm sure there's stores that, like coffee shops, you know, you you, yeah. you buy a tray, get a stamp. You know, have you heard Yeah, of gosh, the... used to. Um, no, uh, Orbital used to have that system, yeah. No, I don't get a discount. In, it, I occasionally you... get a discount in Gosh, but I don't, I'm not sure actually why. I think it's because I'm a creator. Hmm. But I don't know. Very rarely do. To do be you fair. think that's something that's um, successful? We need to get more comic book stores on, on to talk about. To be honest, is here, so don't be surprised. Listeners. Well, we're talking as a customer here. Aren't yeah. We're talking yeah. as experiences yeah. of a customer. Yeah. But 
you know, I, for instance, I I would always forget that I've got that card in my bloody wallet whenever I go. Yeah. <laughs> so you never it's... forget discount card. You've got a Costa card. Yeah, I, I have you've not got, got a Costa card actually. But you got a Starbucks app. <laughs> no, no, but I li- I do have uh, um, Lidl's app. Uh, hey. well, my favorite one, Gales. I've got a Gales app. Have I told you about my relationship with the ladies in Gales? Uh, no. no. I'm not this. So I go in there most mornings to have a coffee and, and read comics and stuff, and they call me Tony Early Man. That's the, huh. t- the two ladies are running it. What, um, they, what, like a Neanderthal, like turn Neanderthal. Century Early Man? No, it's just because they're, I think, <laughs> I think they're, um, both the ladies in there who run it are from originally from Hong Kong. They've been over, I think, five or six years because we okay. talk quite talk mm. to them quite a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. And they call me Tony Early Man. Is what they call it. Ah, Tony Early Man's here. I said, "Can you stop calling me that?" Just Tony he went. Okay, yeah. Tony Early Man's here. They think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I chat to them every morning. I love it. And I got a, that's, that's great. A, yeah, yeah, it's great. Gonna, there. You go in there primarily just for that kind of interaction. Really, I love them. Yeah. If you go into a shop and they recognise you and they say hello to you, how you doing? Uh, oh, can't beat it. She's been teaching me a word in Mandarin. Every day, every once a week, she gives me a different word to learn. Okay, yeah, it's really nice. That's great. Yeah, yeah I like it's lovely. Yeah, I like learning about things like that. That yeah. sort of human interaction—you just can't can't beat it. It's... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What, Good. What... Anyway, Vince has definitely got a load of discount cards. No, I, I, Not I, having that. I can't. He goes. I think you'll find I've got this coupon. I, I lose track <laughs> of all of that shit. You know, I talk a good game, but I'm, <laughs> but I, 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 I can never. And also, I don't want to sign up for a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, every tenth drink is free. Yeah. yeah. Let's go get an email from fucking every shop I've ever bought for something from ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I think I, I don't read ninety percent of my emails. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would. Probably... I could get a message like your emails are full, and I was like, I've got all the emails from two thousand and twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> when I just bulk deleted them all. Yeah. So we're going to be starting an email newsletter this year, folks. Yeah, so, uh... yeah. And, a, and a discount card. <laughs> yeah, the idea of getting fucking more emails and stuff is dread. Yeah. That's what kind of I've kind of stayed off Substack because I get another email. So, oh, oh mate, you get God. them all the time. Fuck me. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Listen, because we've got some news coming um, tomorrow, haven't we? Might yes, have some news. Man, we've got, yeah. Yeah. Some things things are moving and shaking in let, the, the yeah, motivation. Well, let's, yeah. let's not announce too much until no, we won't announce we're, anything. We're, but yeah, yeah, we're we're quite hopeful, quietly confident. Yeah, we don't until I fucking ruin it <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Until yeah. I ruin it tomorrow during yeah. the meeting when I say, yeah. "Oh shit, sorry, Vince, yeah. sorry." <laughs> then the line just drops out. Hello. Write that down. <laughs> Um, he's not writing down a time he's just writing down all my misdemeanors yeah oh, I've got a separate book for that uh... <laughs> I was looking up uh, Phantom Zone like to see if there's any references of it and there's a few mentions on web pages no photos oh, right. there's a Neil Gaiman Gaiman interview from 1989 it says the interview with author Neil Gaiman was conducted by two naive 16 year olds in the back room of Phantom Zone a comic shop in Croydon on May oh, nice. 1989 there you go Ah, nice. That's on the internet uh, internet archive. Real. Wow. So. Always worth looking up. Dodgy things have been deleted. The, the yeah. internet has yeah. an archive. What a day to be alive. <laughs> um, so that's comic shops put to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully they stay awake and alive and kicking Yeah, which is the point yeah. we're making. Yeah. 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 Cherish your customers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if they're... If any comic book and shop love. Work, workers and owners are listening to this, there's a good chance we already know that how amazing you are. So yes. don't worry about us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you if you know of a comic 
store that could do with a kick up the ass. I'll send uh, Dan and Tony <laughs> around there. Yeah. Um, just, uh, with clipboards. Just be... they'll, they'll go in with clipboards. Uh, and be vaguely sarcastic but, to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, at, the end of, at the end of the day, like the retail experience just in general in 2024 is, is usually such a nightmarish experience yeah. yeah well after everything that's happened it's changed yeah. so much yeah it's um and these are little havens little dens of you know hobbies that we love um so i know i certainly get a kick out and i hope folks that this year your comic book stores just go from strength to strength and do well i mean obviously yeah. these are difficult times certainly um and the comic book sort of business medium just everything in general is um ever evolving and changing. here's an idea for a comic shop they have like do you know those like curtain doors they're like a curtain that hangs down and you walk yeah. through them yeah you have them at the back of every comic shop and you go through the back it's like sodom and gomorrah in there yeah it's yeah. just a sexual fantasy world of people cosplaying various characters getting into Boning each other, yeah. you can buy pornography, sex please, toys. Please, folks, don't take this as a serious business model. Yeah. I've worked <laughs> it out with my. How account. much a percentage of the shop are you giving the nap, Tony? Uh, that's it. That's, I'll work that out. Like, out okay. of one hundred and ten percent, I'll give it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the staff. The staff breakout room's been taken over by that. <laughs> I want to put my bag and coat in there. there. You can't. There's starfires <laughs> boning someone in there. Some poor geezer trying to eat his bacon and egg sandwich. His <laughs> <laughs> last days of was Caligula. <laughs> I am never. If either of you two start a comic book store, I'm never walking. I, into it. I, it's yeah. not my shop. My oh shop's yeah, on, my shop's on the upper. Yeah, that's Tony's down the road. Yeah, you can't recognise Dan because of the Darth Vader helmet. Have you seen oh, that? Like, have you seen that thing of it? It's about. It's kind of like a porn muppet thing. Is it the Happy Land Murders or something? You know that? That's not a porn muppet thing. That's just a shit puppet. Oh, I love that film. You know that's basically me in that film. Yeah. But you know when they go into the sex shop and it's like it's just kicking off everywhere. It's going off everywhere in that shop. That's what I want it to be a bit like. Uh, okay, I, I've not yeah. seen that film. So you got to uh, see it, man. You got to see it. It's brilliant. Okay. It's one of my favorite, top ten film. No, oh dear God! Why are you on this show? <laughs> That's I clearly what, me. I it? tell you what, after all of those eloquent points, all of those wonderful things you Ted so said said Tony. Ted Sony. Ted Ted Sony. Um <laughs> you completely blew out of the water with that sort of taste. That's when the o'clock. It's that time of the show. Christ. Gents. We fil- we filibustered that quite well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. dropped out. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um but do we have any shout outs this week, gents? Yes. Oh yes, we do. I've been waiting all year. Yes. Here we go. Do you go first, Dan? Go on. The Double Tree by Hilton Hotel Bristol. <laughs> the 25th and 26th of May, 2024. What's happening Why are you saying it's 10 years Comic Con? It's back. Yes. Lawlesscomiccon.co.uk. There's a massive guest list. Too much. To, well, it's not too much. I can't read them out, but I'm not going to. You're going to go to <laughs> lawlesscomiccon.co.uk. Uh, check out all the great names uh, and. Once again, Double Tree Bar Hilton Hotel, Bristol. <laughs> yeah, go, go check that out. 20, 25th and 26th of May. Yeah, I'm right, right, right laughing at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Sue, Sue kind of like was concerned that she doesn't get enough advertising for these. So I like to fucking set, set the stall that early. So Every week until May, you'll be getting Every that. week till May, I'll be saying that. Good. Lawless. You got any more, Dan? 
<laughs> we're still we're still carrying on with uh january where we're drawing oh, the yeah. generation x and generation 13 characters uh that's blazing on and we're posting that up in the slack group or if you do hashtag january uh do you want to mention the uh penguins news that al told us about or maybe like uh, yeah, al's oh, bringing it to a close soon he'll have a kickstarter yeah. for the final book um, which will include the purchase of all the other books, which are brilliant. We've we've known Al since the inception of the podcast, haven't we? Mm, yeah. Yes, uh, he's been on the show a couple Lovely of times. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I think we were talking about it on NIA this week. Me and Al, I think he's done. I'm going to say, top of my head, two thousand seven hundred strips. Fucking hell, that's it's pretty impressive, amazing. isn't it? Man, I said to him, you've done your time in the trenches with that. It's yeah, that's you've really done well. So when it drops, I think it'll be a couple of weeks. It's going to drop the um the kickstarter for the final book um don't worry we'll be shouting about it so but keep your eyes out for it for a landing page and stuff like that but uh, i know it's it's usually a couple of hours by the time it's funded yeah, like, everyone loves it i love it it's a great little a great little story um i think i made a comment i made a comment um years ago that um it's the best thing for the downstairs loop the penguin book and it still is but every time my back is kickstarter he always sends me a piece of toilet paper as part of my uh, reward <laughs> You, yeah, uh, give a shout out the NIA this week with the Longbow Hunters. Oh, oh thank you, mate. Great show. Yeah, you and Al on it. I really enjoyed it. Quite, quite an interesting subject because it deals with the, the change in comics from, you know, um, the sort of slightly happy clappy, you know, crazy kids comics through to a darkness that hit. And yeah, there, there's a there's a really interesting and significant moment in that comic that caused quite occasionally still causes a bit of outrage and a bit of, um, people don't mm. quite understand it. Um, and we we sort of talked through the reasoning for it. It's um, yeah, yeah Al came with some great insights. It also, it's a comic not everyone loves, but I, I really do love it. Um, I'd have to check it out because I've never read it. It's one of those ones I've always heard about but never actually secured one. I get you. Yeah, so I think I'll, I'll, I'll just go sort myself out with that. He's one of my favourite characters, I think. I don't know why it is. I just have an affinity for archers. I like him and Hawkeye. I yeah. like them both. Um, yeah, interesting. Thanks, I guess man. it's the, yeah. the, using the skill of the weapon itself, which it does take. You can't just yeah. pick up a bow and start using it. You're, you're, yeah, you're so I used to be an archer. My, my, my father used to make long bows and stuff like that, and I used to be an archer as, you know, teen, teens into 20s and stuff. Mm. And um, I sort of... Do you know what? When you, do you remember I told you I read those omnibuses, the Green Arrow omnibuses, a couple of Christmases ago. I yeah. actually looked at getting in, getting another compound bow uh, as well. Okay, like, oh, it's just an expensive hobby to suddenly pick it's up. A, yeah, yeah. I was just pour my money. I've only had a go at the, the, the recurve window. bow, and it was like that. This is hard work, even hitting the target, let alone getting anywhere. Yeah, near the center of it. So. Yeah, there's a great book, Zen and the Art of Archery, which I read when I was a kid, which talks about that whole thing that um, Grell talks about, about the, the art of pulling the bow back and stuff it's, like that. Is that called Kyodo? Kyo Kyo I can't remember, man. Yeah. Something sort of in the, the distant memory, bringing that up. Uh, I, was, I was saying to Simon on the Slack, I'll probably mean him, I'll, I'll probably bring a couple of longbows over to Angoulême because the French love the longbow, don't they? Oh, yes. I've, I've <laughs> stand, been standing across from it many a time. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that where the two-fingered salute comes from yeah it does i think it is yeah yeah so what they, they would do they would when they captured english archers they would lop off those two fingers so they couldn't fire a bow again and then that salute um, i've still got my two fingers yeah like an insult arrows. yeah interesting yeah, yeah. So as far as i was aware this, that's this, that's this where it comes show from can be informative sometimes yeah good stuff 
That's a so, devastating weapon of war, the fucking English longbow. Oh, mate, so, massively. Yeah. yeah, real battle winner. That uh, was. Yeah. One more quick shout-out. Uh, Joey Oliveira didn't get enough of a, uh, a shout-out for the amount of fucking Kickstarters and work. Oh, he's mate, yeah, in yeah I love Joey. He's what Absolutely, a yeah. And he's yeah. got uh, Moth Hill issues one to four, a Mothman horror comic. Oh, it's the collection series. he's kickstarting. Yeah, yeah, that funded like super quickly as well. Didn't yeah, it? but it's, you need to get Lost on it because that's a great comic. Yeah. So you've got another another week basically when you hear this. Uh, so go check that out. I, that I, looks I will fantastic. say that Afterlight Comics are just such a great publisher. Oh, great! Yeah, of... he's that's... he's built a really interesting and really um, sort of loyal fan base, isn't he? Around those comics mm-hmm. as well, as you can see. And like when you see him. Because he's always updating on the on the latest book or, or project that yeah. they're, they're working on, and now usually you see him in you can see shelves of like boxes and stuff of like stuff that have got to be sent, you know, that he's sending out or prepared to be yeah. sent. It's just it is just really impressive to see like how they've grown year on year um, with high quality horror content, which yeah, will, good horror, yeah, 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 or proper horror as I like to call it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if that's it, as no, I got some more. Yeah, Keith, um, Al put me, Al Henderson put me this way. Keith Armour, who's the um organizer and establisher of the Capital Sci Fi Comic Con, um, which used to be a charity comic convention or sci fi convention that raised money for a children's hospice in Scotland, he's been recognizing the news on his list. So good on him, well done, mate. Yeah, for um, support of the Children's Hospice Association Scotland. So that's good news. Um, Colossive have just released their 52nd Colossive Cartography, Be Brave by Becky Bell. Um, plus they're teasing, if you have a look at their mailer, they're teasing the second issue of Fractures from Wolfgang Crow, which is a favourite of ours. That's coming out soon. Uh, I think they're my ones. Yeah, that's my two. Awesome. So, no pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> so from all of those things to check out to comic books to check out, over the coming weeks now we've got we've got a few we're going to run through but um, and my lovely co-hosts have sort of two each tony do you want to kick us off okay, i want to be so- mine i want to be quick because yeah oh okay um so i think it's as we were talking about earlier it's come to that sort of point in the year where we it, we, we're diving into winter now the nights are cold we haven't got christmas to look forward to we're all back at work we're all a bit dreary I think we needed something that's going to lighten our souls, lift our spirits. You did you think the same? We need we need that reinvigoration, don't we? Almost like a spiritual reinvigoration at this yeah. point of the year. So I've yeah, chosen yeah. a comic. I've chosen a comic to talk about that we're going to do that and it's called Gene Simmons Dominatrix. I see. I see. Yeah. Story by Gene Simmons, the rock star, written by Holly Interlandi, pencils by SL Gallant, inks by Maria Keane, colors by Michael Woods. Letters by Jacob Baskill. Covers, get this, Jim Ballant. Oh, I think it's been a bit poorly this week, actually, isn't he? Okay. Uh, Emilio Laso and my favourite, Joseph Michael Lindsner. Um, so that's cool. Published by Opus Comics and in combination with something called um, Simmons Comics. I'm going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, I don't know too much about this comic, but I'm going to just go get on a limb here with that, that name of Chris. I think this is about an attractive female woman. You might be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They 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 they're quite well known, quite well known for drawing sexy ladies, aren't they? Let's face yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the so Opus Comics of co-publishing it with Simmons Comics. You've got to laugh at Gene Simmons Comic Company, the logo for which is just a bag of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got the wrong. I think he's got the wrong industry there, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it was part of my global comics reading project i came across this i mean genuinely just ignore the title this is actually a well-executed fun sex horror superhero mashup put it that way so what happens so it's not super deep or anything like that there's no massive deep meaning to this one um and please ignore the name of the central character because i'm sure that this is probably an invention of jeans because she is called dominique stern <laughs> okay so she's called dom stern <laughs> yeah um as we all know men are idiots something well i think we all know that yeah, yeah, um, yeah completely some even get to even even like to pay to get a kicking off a lady um, to be fair, I know a couple of pubs in Catford where you could do that, get that for free. <laughs> just just get, get married. It's easier. <laughs> Mother-in-law joke's coming in a minute. Yeah. Um, so Dominique has a new anonymous client. She's in full gear, um, and he, he turns up, strips off. She gets him on the floor, and she's jamming the heel of a sexy red boot. She's got like a mask with a big ponytail sticking out the top of it, and she's jamming the heel of her sexy boot into his back. When he says to her he wants to make a confession to her, she says, this is a bit strange. I'm not sure what's going on here. I've never really had a confession before. When suddenly the front door explodes and this squad of, they almost look like um, the same person, pale-faced, no features, dressed in a grey suit with a hat on and a tie. Um, they, they, they burst, the door explodes and they burst through. And um, the naked man gets up off the floor and he's fighting them and he's saying to her, get out you have to get away and he gives her this bag this sort of hold all so she grabs it she's still in full gear carrying a whip and she lands in the alleyway and uh, tries to escape but the the, the men have, i think from the sounds of things have defeated the bloke the naked bloke and, and jumped out the window after her because she's got this hold all so she sits on the floor and she thinks, right, I'm going to look in this bag quickly while they're all sort of running towards me. So she takes one of it's, – it's just a bag full of um, pills in, in uh, little bottles. So she takes one of them, and, of course, it gives her super strength. And obviously, because it's uh, superhero dominatrix, she smashes the shit out of all these men. And it's like a, to a, some of them to almost like a bloody pulp, and she escapes. But as she escapes, she notices that there's what she thinks is a bee written on the back of their necks or tattooed on the back of their necks. Now, if you look at a B, um, it could also, to me, this looks like a 13. See what I'm saying? So look, the three okay. is, the, yeah. yeah. So she's saying it's a B, and I'm thinking, that's a 13. There's something going on here. So you begin to think that. Um, and that's just kind of the first few pages. She ends up traveling. The first two issues of this four-issue miniseries are now on Global Comics. You can find them there. So I read them both, but they're really good. She, it turns into a big investigation. She turns into a bit of a sort of superhero, almost like a, a pulpy character, dresses the dominatrix, and she uses the whip to climb up the side of buildings when she's taking these tablets and stuff like that. Um, and it's genuinely just much better than you'd think. Um, cracking covers. Great, great art. I'm going to say, reminds me, the art reminds me a bit of someone like maybe Trevor Hairsign or Doug Braithwaite, if you remember them. Yeah, Trevor Hairson did that class war. Doug Braithwaite's done yes. some valiant stuff like that and other stuff. Very well, well laid out. The writer and the artist have a good relationship. You can tell the beats. Everything leads into the next panel pretty well. Um, it's a good, it's a good read. I had a little dig into Opus Comics because they're a company that I, th I thought oh, I've definitely seen this company before, and they are. They're the people who are doing the Frazetta themed books. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a Death Dealer comic. 
Right, yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I read that. There's the trade of that is on Global Comics. And there's also a Mothman book, which I've just started reading, which seems pretty good. Um, yeah, I suppose you've got to laugh, haven't you? Because this is kind of a book that 20 years ago would have just been an also ran on the shelves in a comic shop, wouldn't it? But yeah. today, because it's well executed, it's not particularly deep. It's just a fun adventure story. I'm mean, not reading it for a sort of titillation. There's no nudity in it that I can no. see. Um, it's just a well-made comic, and I enjoyed it. And that's all I need out of a comic these days, to be fair. Um, I don't like to be told about stuff in a, you know, I just like to be able to read and have fun. And, uh, yeah, I've read the first two issues, enjoyed them. So I'm just waiting for them. I've, you can, on Global Comics, you can tag, so you can follow a title and they email you when the new one comes out. It's quite a good little system. So I've tagged the issue and, um, I've tagged the company as well for any releases from the company. And as soon as it comes out, you get an email and you can go in there and read it. But, uh, yeah, Gene Simmons, Dominatrix, strangely, <laughs> strangely yeah. better than Gene, you would think. Gene's a creator that needs the money. He does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, pretty good. There you go. He, his one. trouble son got in trouble years ago. I remember that for uh, pirate in a manga. Or <laughs> right, do you, remember, do you do you remember that story? Or you you heard of that story? He had his own manga coming out, like, oh, and uh, basically it, he had lifted loads of stuff out of Bleach, and he kind oh, of got right. pulled out, and, and then he just withdrew it all and just went. Uh, I don't know what he's done since, but. Oh right, I didn't know about that. Bit okay. bit silly to copy the, the one of the most power, popular manga series in the world and try yeah. to pass the artwork off as your own. But uh, yeah. there you go. Who's who's the actor who did um, the Transformers movie and Lawless, and he was in the Indiana Jones movie. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Do you see? He made that short movie, and it was clearly a um, a Klaus comic. No, no, no. I've, I I yeah. did hear about it. I've not seen that. Yeah, he got dunked on that a bit. I think. Yeah, similar sort of thing. Just passing yeah. off someone else's ideas as yours a bit. You naughty it's Hollywood for you, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my team, my first one. I've yeah. got up to speed on Void Rivals, and that is just—it's such a fun comic to read. It's absolutely just belt and braces, sort of like good comic. Is it going to turn the world upside down or set the industry on fire? No, but is it absolutely solid and really fun to read? Yes. It's uh, yeah, great. I I really enjoying it. So. Uh, Go go get on that series you haven't already. I know we sp spoke about it in our best of the year, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. The one I'm going to talk about today is uh, Duke issue one. <clears throat> oh yeah, nice. Yeah. So this came out a couple of weeks ago, I think. But yeah. I got it on digital, and <laughs> you might not know this. It's set in the energy on the universe. <laughs> no, I've not heard of that. What's the energy on the universe? <laughs> well, it's a tie-in where uh, Kirkman's kind of like. <laughs> They, they're doing like G.I. Joe and Transformers and Void Rivals are all part of the same sort of uh, universe. And this keys off of in, was it Transformers issue two, where the humans kind of like send over a jet fighter and Starscream takes it out, smushes the pilot and the co-pilot is uh, Duke. And that, that sequence pops up in this book. And the story starts off with basically saying how Duke was... An absolutely like a star amazing soldier great at everything he does charismatic on the ball did what he was told and then after he's had this incident <clears throat> in this jet it's kind of fucked him up he's kind of got a bit of ptsd from it and also no one believes him that that's what happened like uh okay a, a robot a jet transformed into a robot and then killed this guy that you like in front of you we don't believe you and he's saying well what about all the black box stuff and it's like it's all been pacified they won't talk about it so 
he kind of gets mugged off and just like, oh, fuck this and kind of goes and it cuts to like a, a bit later and he's kind of like fooling afoul and doesn't really know what to do with his life and on the off chance he hears about like a meeting about like these robots and he turns up and it's full of kooks but there's one lady who's saying oh, i know you are and go into a back room and essentially tells him no 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 there's something to this and go here and we'll be able to do something about it i won't spoil what happens next but it spins off with duke kind of saying i wasn't fucking mental i was i was right all along and i'm gonna right. sh i'm gonna show them that i'm right and i'm gonna fucking kill that ro robot that killed my mate so it's a kind of uh, a bit of a revenge story in the making and it's got that old uh, a soldier who's kind of a real hard ass he's kind of a bit washed up yeah that trope we love. yeah mm. and then he's like oh actually no i've got a fucking a direction now and i'm gonna i'm gonna get on it and it's really nice i, I didn't realize where the, the story was going to go because i thought are they going to carry directly on from the 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 what happened in transformers and obviously they are uh so this is written by joshua williamson uh art by tom riley geordie blair on colors and russ Wooten on letters there's so many fucking covers for this thing is there's loads You've got one right. two three four five six seven at least eight nine covers i know they're doing yeah, a fair bit of money of them yeah uh like i said the other week uh alternate covers and variants are not my thing if they're the yours fine that's great whatever i did look at this the price on ebay because i've I forgot to fucking buy this one. I was going to try and get this as issue one. And the first one with the generic covers, like going for a hundred pounds. So I was like, ah, okay. Uh, maybe, okay. Maybe I'll just get it in a trade. So, uh, yeah, not, not to speak of all the other fucking variants is actually loads, but uh, I really enjoyed this. I, if you kind of like the transformers, and you're liking, uh, avoid rivals, go check this out. Cause yeah, I reckon you enjoy it just as much. Oh, nice. Um, my recommendation for this week, my issue one, um, is one from Boom. Uh, issue one written by Kyle Starks, illustrated by Fran Galan, lettered by Pat Brousseau. Uh, it's got a variant covers by Erica Henderson, Fran Galan, Annie Wu, Jay Lee, and June Chung. This is Pine and Merrimack, issue one. Um, anyone who's listened to this show... Um, we'll know that we've talked about Carl Starks quite a few times on the show. Yeah, and had him on. Yeah, yeah. Had, had him on back in the day. Um, for my money, just one of the best writers in comics at the moment. I uh, love his stuff. Definitely. Yeah, no yeah. I'm, I've got it on me for you to get that book you recommended, Tony, the Peace Peacemaker one. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Really like that. Yeah. Um, and he's still making awesome sort of standalone little stories, adventures, mysteries. He does love a mystery. Um, obviously the. Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton was a good example of that kind of um, sort of snappy dialogue and interesting action. And Pine and Mer Merrimack, which is an interesting name for, yeah. for this book, um, feels like Kyle Starks and an absolutely amazing artist to watch out for. Um, like a TV show. It almost feels like a, like a great TV show, this one. Um, but what is it about? Well, on the corner of Pine and Miramax, it's a small, unassuming town. Just a simple place, simple people, and one horrifying secret that could change everything. After a lifetime of witnessing the worst that humanity has to offer, former homicide detective Linnea Kent has decided to put all that behind her. Alongside her husband, a former professional MMA fighter, 
and the unofficial brawn to her brains, she's moved far from a busy city to open up a quiet little detective agency. Um, the, the synopsis is ever so long on this one. I don't, I don't know why. But basically, the setup is, and within the first six pages, why one of the things I love about this, I mean, one is absolutely gorgeous from the color palettes to the character acting. Um, I when I talk to the guys about it just before we start recording, it feels very much like one of those Europe bo- uh, comics discoveries yeah. that we used to have back in the Johnny day. Johnny Cannon recommended this to me this week, yeah. and I hadn't got around to it yet, but you, you showing me the art in that is really just, yeah, pushing me to read every, it. Everything, yeah. like the palettes on it, are just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but it, it's sort of what, what the creators do in this. They take the first literally four, five pages, if that, to set up the characters that you're going to be following, like like this husband and wife team, um, who were just a couple that, you know, obviously one of them's a, a bad a, a badass detective and the other one's a fucking badass MMA fighter, but they've sort of almost sort of semi-retired and they're just in a small sleepy town, and in fact their um, detective agency there's no as as she says in the opening, which is like from her narration, which her narration has that wonderful. Um, it's almost got that detective sheen to it, or like you like you have with great sort of pulpy sort of voiceovers, but with a with a little edge like an Ennis sort of edge to it. So immediately these feel like real people. The dialogue is just snappy and just brilliant. But the detective agency, no murders, no missing people, just mostly infidelity cases and insurance fraud. That's what she wanted because she used to be a homicide detective, and it was literally she hated it because of everything that she saw and she's experienced um it kind of the way the the book sort of reads you can tell she's probably very good at the job it was just the nature of that job was just no uh and you learn that she straight from the off it starts off with her and her sister went like her sister went missing um when they were kids and uh then her sister's body was found you know there was a big big case and her sister's body was found it sort of that spurred her into becoming a detective and wanting to try to find the answers um to cases like that and she's since sort of moved on but then then there's a case that comes in later in in the in the book which means that they take on a missing persons case um so immediately you've got this wonderful mystery um, the first issue is pretty much just setting up the, the tone, the atmosphere. Um, you you immediately... I just love it when when these books are, are structured in a way where it gets all the points across in a really concise... There is... Like, someone wants them to hire them for a job, and that's a brilliant scene of seeing how good she is as a detective. And then later on in the book, you see evidence of her husband. It's just an absolute just killer <laughs> if you know what I mean he's a, he's a complete badass in yeah. fact, he, he calls himself a, a, a bunch of bikers in a, a bar and uh, th- there's loads of them of course and he goes um, and a bike goes up and says who the fuck do you think you are you can call me the preschool teacher preschool teacher yeah because I'm going to teach you all a little lesson and then I'm going to put you down for a nap and he just <laughs> and he just fucking just absolute and that's another another thing the next couple of pages are just action of seeing someone who knows how to handle themselves absolutely handle themselves. Um, 
And then there's a to be continued that immediate. I mean, by this, I was already sold on it. I'm already going to get the next issue. I'm I'm in for this mystery because I think the mystery is going to reveal itself to be something big. You know, it's it's not just a small case. I think this is, you know, twists on twists on twists. I think we're going to get that kind of thing. Um, but there was a a lovely bit of um, prose from um, Kyle in the back. And uh, I'm just going to read a couple of lines out because I just thought this is... Because one of the, the, the things I liked about this book was you really like the main couple. They're not. There's no cynicism to it. They're just two people that met that are just... They're, they're, a, they're a married couple that just genuinely like being around each other. They started a business, you know. It's not to say like they're, they're completely perfect. They're people. They're real people. And he says, One of the best, most beautiful, marvellous things in the world is a happy couple. I don't believe there's anything more life-affirming than to see two people who are just so wonderfully and seamlessly interwoven with each other. It's like joy poetry. It's hypnotic. Pop culture has chosen to rarely highlight this magnificent sight. In sitcoms, the couple is always either antagonistic or cruel. Rom-coms are always about the precursor to the long-term relationship. And dramas don't work unless there's some drama, obviously. And it... Um, so he's essentially put this good couple and he's put them in I think this is going to be good people in a dark circumstance and seeing how that plays out um, I this is already that's hit it's, it's hit one of the it re really surprising actually the cover itself is kind of uh, the one I got the digital one um, it's, it's beautiful it's one of the um, Galan covers um, so you get like an evidence of the artwork but it's almost too subtle in its way. I, I think some people might scroll right. past it. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the variants are like. Um, but for this sort of book, I don't. It's not something where I'd be interested. I mean, the the second issue immediately is quite a dramatic cover for the issue two because it's two of them on the two of them on a boat. Clearly, sort of, you know that sort of harbour boat. You know, there it seems like a, a classic scene from a sort of crime investigation. Um, but just in case you were scrolling past it or just in case you pass it on the shelf go back and open it up as soon as you open it up the artwork will make you spend your money the dialogue and just the writing will keep you there and i think i'm i'm in for the haul this real and i i say this normally i buy like my issues and then i'm just burn through them this one sat there for a couple of days i didn't really have time to read things immediately but there was also, oh, I need to get around to reading that one. And as soon as I started reading it, I was like, why didn't I read this immediately? You know, have you ever had that when you've had something on the, yeah. On yeah, the yeah. to read part? As soon as you open it, you just yeah. think, Always, oh, yeah. I, just, I just feel like an idiot. Why didn't? Why wasn't this the first book I read? Um, so, yeah, Pine and Merrimack, put that on your on your pull lists if, if you got them. Because um, Starks, for me, I think... I, this could be a very interesting year for Carl Starks. I think he's absolutely smashing it across the board with lots of different. Tony, you said he's doing loads of stuff at the moment. Yeah, man, he's so busy. Yeah, I know. Um, the Peacemaker thing was just one of my favorite books last yeah. year. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we we'll, we know and love seeing like these indie creators. We know how good they are, and it's great to see them. You know, see the fruits of labor from different publishers. Um, but I like that he can balance books like peacemaker with these individual stories that he clearly cares about 
And mm. uh, the, the creative team clearly care about this. Well, the only problem is he's not drawing them that many, is he? He's mostly no. writing comics, yeah, he's moment, which I'm right. cool with. But yeah, it'd be yeah, nice yeah. to see his yeah. art as well. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to. Yeah. I'd like to see um, maybe like a couple of years in the future, just another one of his crazy off the wall, yeah. over the top, That's 80, right, 80th century. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it Kill 'Em All? Wasn't that what, what it was? The, yeah, that was one yeah. of them. That was a great one. Sex Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Sex yeah. Castle. Sex yes. Sarah recommended me Sex Castle. I think she might have even bought it for me. Oh, nice. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Great book. Fantastic yes. book. So that's my one. Uh, Tony, what's your other one? My second one is something called Graffiti Fish. I saw this briefly on um, Instagram, I wouldn't it? Um, from Gwenny, G W E N I, Gwenny Press, which I think is Mal Earl's imprint, I think. Mal Earl is the creator of it. Uh, I've enjoyed his Mal's work since I saw it in a 77 book a few years ago. Um, really really interesting style and i bought it immediately it's a5 full color 24 pages and only four pound 50 there you go let that be a lesson to you everyone that's a that's, good price yes yeah, um you can find him at, at mal m-a-l-e-a-r-l mal earl art or just mal earl on, on instagram but the um it's 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 an ex- an exercise in form, shape, and color for me. This book it really yeah. is. It's it's an absolutely. I've sent you some images on on the, on the, the yeah. on the WhatsApp just now, and also showed you it before you started, didn't I, guys? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a really beautiful thing to look at. It's I, I find his style so interesting that I've tried. I've created um, quite a complicated chart to try and verbalize how I feel about his art. I'm going to talk you through it. I mean, this is called Graffiti Fish, so there is obviously the graffiti influences in it. I think um, most specifically in the text that's used uh, on the title of the book and and elsewhere. There's maybe some Mobius, Mobius influences. I'm certainly feeling it in one of the stories, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. There's also some Brendan McCarthy, I think, in this. I don't know what you guys think. Um, From his sort of skin period, that sort of level of artistry. Um... When I look at it also, the last inside page I sent I just sent you the image of mm-hmm. um lovely on the WhatsApp. Lovely. I'm lovely. Yeah. Lovely, isn't it? I'm feeling some Kevin O'Neill on that, guys. I don't know what you think. There's some nemesis esque. I'd say that, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's called The Last Dream. The and he, and he, he uses style in different ways. He uses colour certainly in different ways. And there's there's an absolutely excellent sense of colour in it. I'm gonna say there's also a bit of Mar food in there somewhere. Um, food one there's also a bit of that going on there somewhere um and also add into that mix not on all of them but certainly on the cover and elsewhere there's some psychedelia use there's the color you the color use that you might see on maybe a a 1971 hendrix poster something like that um gig poster that's that's how i feel about it so put that into your mental mix it's a difficult thing being on a audio podcast for a visual medium but hopefully that's helped (laughs) (laughs) it's it's also a piece in what um, Ma- what um, Mal is calling a jigsaw project, and you get a little insight into what he's doing with this. And this is comics, prints, poetry, fetish, horror, and more, all showcasing the artists who people um, this this artist and and people should be talking about this artist. I think in the small press, I don't see him talked about enough. I think he is is definitely a figure that he's also a member of the Slack as of this week. There you go. So hello to Mal. Um, this is so. What is this? It's a, again. It's a short collection of um stories uh some linked by style and environment and some just standalones um mal has described it as guerrilla styled pieces of self-expression so i can see what he means by that here's a couple of the stories the first story is called underground 
a man or a puppet, it's hard to tell whether he's a man dressed as a puppet or just a puppet, is confronted by a round-faced bull creature. This is dedicated to Crazy Cat creator, cartoonist George Herriman. Um, Jigsaw and the Grove, which are two, I think, two stories that are stylistically very similar, done in a that limited palette thing, which I quite like on occasion, white, black, grey and red. It's an alien landscape with a narration, a quite, quite an introspective narration over the top of it, and it speaks to the overarching jigsaw thing that we, we hear about elsewhere in the book. There's a little nod to Mobius in this. Um, there's a character on a flying creature, which for me was a little French grin at the reader, I'm going to say on that one. Graffiti Fish is the uh, titular strip in it, and again, he uses Mal uses a limited palette on this. And I think some of the designs on that are definitely some of my favourite stuff. They remind me of the more outlandish and um, uh, attempts made by 2000 AD, etc. It's got a sort of sci-fi character. There's these goggled, long-necked men, I'd say question mark next to that. Police, I'd say question mark next to that. Um, clones, maybe. And they're patrolling silently in a future city and they, they're outraged by graffiti that they see on the wall. This is... It's got all, for me, all good cyberpunk should be strange. It should take you out of the norm. It's not just a science fiction street coloured indifferently, you know, with a lot <laughs> of lights. It's uh, It should be something that's bizarre and strange, and there, there has to have an idea behind it, and this certainly does. Um, and it, the message of this is really a rebel versus, rebels versus authoritarian regimes really interesting but done with a genuine visual in instinct and a superb graphs of kind of cackling movement almost in it between panels um guiding not not um not really shouting at the reader what's going on but you get a sense of it there's a real mood to it i really liked it um and then the last one in there is called the last dream which is the one i sent you and it's um a real alien ballet of a a beautiful art scene um there's a there's a lean fluidity to the characters and a point very poignant use of narration and um and and quoted speech within the structure of the story um there's a and in a very wide wider term a nemesis-esque quality to the story which i really liked um outstanding genuinely um I was, I was reading this this morning whilst having a coffee in the little coffee shop that I go to. Yes, it's called Gales. And um, I was like, I, I, actually, I actually had that moment where I thought, finally, something that's just really grabbed me in the small press world this month. And uh, first first review of 2024, really, that I've, oh, written, that I've written in 2024. And um, yeah, really lovely stuff. Um, and it's great to have a talent like Mal on the Slack as well. So there you go. Graffiti Fantastic. Fish. Yeah. You can go to malearl.bigcartel.com. And find it, or you can go to malearl.com, and it links from there anyway. And there's an explanation on there about this sort of jigsaw project he's doing. Jigsaw, yeah, it's called Jigsaw Project. So go and have a look at that as well. There you go. It's my second one. Nice. Seeing somebody's work in the Slack is fucking awesome. He's a fantastic mm. artist. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. 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 And okay, uh, before we uh, sign off, just a quick shout out The Hunger in the Dusk. Issue five. Oh yeah, we love it. Yeah, you yeah. you guys have read this. I haven't read yeah, this yet. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. We'll probably talk about it a bit more when Dan. Dan so this is another one that we talk about as we read it, and it? it's another one yeah. that gets us yeah. and we read about and talk yeah. about it and grabs us, and that's what it should be, guys. That's how comics should be in it. Yeah. We should be we should be in the the playground talking about it, shouldn't we? Yeah. That's how it works, yeah. and that's what we're doing. Books like a, that. A, a great story that by the end of it, you're thinking, where does it go from here? 
I think this, is it taking a, a few months off after six? Is that right? I think so. It makes sense that like uh, a yeah. six issue arc is is kind of standard, isn't it? These days, I'm going to double dip with a trade on that. I think. Oh yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, going to make some beautiful trades. And uh, this has made for a fun show. We enjoy. We hope you've enjoyed our, our ramble, our rant. Um, of course, getting get involved with the conversation. Let us know if we're mad. Spoilers: We are mad about uh, <laughs> how, how we. We're a bit uh, angry early as well. How we would uh, lay out our <laughs> comic, comic book store, and of course, um, let us know about the comic book stores that you think deserve more of a shout out. Because um, we we obviously shout out the ones we know and we love, but we're always on the lookout for more great stores to shout out and doing the good work. And we hope you all do great over the year. And we might even talk to a few of you. Mm, yeah, uh, even more as the year goes. Exciting on. times next week. Indeed, indeed. Um, we've got um, some fun shows coming up um, over this year plenty of uh, new creators, new books and uh, lots more cool stuff to talk about but if there was anything on this show you want us to discuss more, maybe uh, maybe you want us to shut up about no, 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 we don't want to hear any negative uh, PR uh, press <laughs> because we're very fragile <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you have any uh, sort of charity initiatives, any comics um, you want us to know about then there's several different ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter where we're at the awesome pod. And on the Instagram, Tony, we're at at awesome comics pod. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram. <laughs> so follow us on there because we'll be posting up like covers and, you know, trying to trying to get more people to listen to this nonsense so we can uh, get the word out about the comics that we talk about. And uh, which you obviously know because you listen to us either on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a nice review, helps get the word out about the show and the algorithms and stuff. Likewise, if like on Spotify, leave us a nice review there or, or just a five star rating. You know, we're only asking for <laughs> we're only asking for a hundred percent five stars. Of course, uh, <laughs> you know, no, I'm, only, I'm only joking. We just appreciate that that you listen to the show at all, whether it was on Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. Why the networks are we on today? Well, in the in the spirit of being the new year, oh god, I'd like to find that the Pod Network. Um, I was doing a poo on New Year's Eve at eleven fifty nine, and it lasted for two minutes. Same shit, different year. Sometimes you just got to let them. I really like that. No, <laughs> it's because of people like you that this keeps happening, Dan. <laughs> I just do it to make Dan laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did kind of uh, throw not a grenade, but like a fishing line into our little ACP chat group with uh, Tom, didn't I? ACP and the witch. Oh, like yeah, <laughs> I ignored. I was so pleased that I ignored yeah. that. <laughs> I thought T- Tony might buy it, but I think he might lay off, and he did. And <laughs> didn't feel quite right tricking Tom, but you know, <laughs> so yeah, you'll continue yeah. to do it. What kind oh, of yeah, mi- yeah. what kind of mystical creature is this? Yeah, <laughs> it was a dragon, a dragon, <laughs> dragon D's nuts across your face. <laughs> I didn't. Do you know what? I wanted to act like I was above it, but I wasn't. I laughed. <laughs> And we hope you laughed, enjoyed, um, thought about the comics that you're going to read or perhaps rediscover or go into your comic book store and say hello to the people that work there because uh, they're doing good work. Mm. I've got to try and grab a few more small press and indie stuff because yeah. I've been focusing mainly on like the bigger boy, bigger ones recently. But yeah, but that may might, change. You might have that an opportunity to, yes. to do that. Yeah. Big yeah. news, potentially. Big news. 
let's not just announce too much. We'll, not, right no, now, no, no. we'll just we'll just announce that. Join us next week for more great comic book chat. Yeah. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're doing happy, healthy, having a good new start to the um, 2024, and hope you've already read a plethora of brilliant comics yeah. that you love and you've recommended to people to to check out because that's it just uh, pay it forward. I think that's how comics stays alive these days, <laughs> and uh, we will endeavour to do so. So from Dan, Tony, Early Man, and myself, <laughs> have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Keep making those comics that we're going to be talking about this year. And as always, what should they do, chaps? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See you next week, everyone. See ya. See ya. See ya.